Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 217, the one where we celebrate the anniversary of the PlayStation 2 and no other video mm, game system, just the PS2, right. nothing else. Yes. No other video game system is important. Uh -huh. Nothing else matters. We are celebrating the anniversary of the greatest video game system ever made. Fight me on it. That's it. No one else matters. End of discussion. PS2. Product provided by Sony. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Night Core 3. Hello, Tariq. Hello, JT Mitchell. Hello, Ouija. Hello, Hyrule Champ. Hello, every oh guy with the hair. Hello, hello everybody. Hello, and anyone and everyone who is here. Special hello to the Noob Gaming Experience. Super Saiyan Seven, Gene Kauf Morales Seven, Jason Gardner, Chris Green, and Beth Ann Oxendale for being members here on YouTube. Thank you all so much. So yesterday was three years Nintendo Switch. Yes. Today is 20 years, 20 years PlayStation 2. Correct. Which is a bigger deal. Yes. <laughs> well, since we are a Switch channel for all intents and purposes, we'll we'll get that out of the way. Right. And uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about uh PlayStation 2. Two PlayStation no, two play two station. So I made a video on, you know, the Nintendo Switch three years later. Is it still worth it? I wish I had more time to make that video. <laughs> uh, I would have done more of like a timeline of what happened throughout the years. But this is a long form podcast. So guess what? Go. We're doing the whole timeline of what happened, oh, how things went geez. down. That's why you put like a hundred games in here. I put a lot of notes. Yeah. I put a lot of notes. I, I wrote basically a whole thing, for a whole guide for us to talk about. I did some legwork here, Will. You, you sure did. I did some pre-production for this podcast. Thank <laughs> you very much. Um, so I didn't. What I didn't put down was what happened before the switch launched. Is that does that really matter? <laughs> yeah, it, it was heavily speculated that they were going to do a hybrid console. Right. And of course that makes perfect sense because the Wii U was like the transitionary thing. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh and it failed miserably because no one knew what the hell it was. No, people right. thought it was just the Wii or like an add-on to the Wii. Right. So it only made sense for them to take that and to just do what everybody wanted, which yeah. is make a tablet. Uh so they did. And it was revealed in October 2016? Yes, I remember it was revealed the same day as the first trailer for Logan. Uh, Really? Yes, it was. Oh, Jesus. It yeah, was October the, 20th, 2016. Was, that was, was when the, the YouTube first video. trailer for Logan, and I think the first Red Dead 2 trailer. My God. It was like all the same day. So, yeah, October 20th is when we got... Uh, a look at what the switch was going to be mm -hmm. also in that trailer we got like a split second of what mario odyssey would look like yeah we got no. a split no wrong oh no yes 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 yeah that, no yes. We, we got a split second of a lot of things like we got a split second of skyrim so first was breath of, i don't can i show yeah i could show this uh first was skyrim uh, no i'm mm -hmm. sorry not Skyrim. Breath of the Wild. Correct. Kind of Skyrim. Uh, yeah. Um, 
we gotta we gotta look at the dock. We gotta look at how how it uh how it docks and whatnot. Then we mm-hmm. got this girl. I'm in love with this girl. This girl from the friggin' trailer. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of like how's it going? Babe. How's it going? Uh, then the kickstand. Wow, that yeah. I, that never worked for me. And Skyrim on the Switch. That yeah. that everybody lost their mind about that because that means third party games and games like Skyrim that are that uh GPU intensive are gonna work. It uh, it was weird because they showed there was obviously Skyrim, but Nintendo and Bethesda were so cagey about the fact that it was Skyrim. Like right. they didn't officially announce it until I think that year's E three. Or what type of Skyrim it would be, if it would be the yeah. full game, is it like a weird version? But no, it's the full yeah, freaking full game they don't call it the definitive edition because technically it's not but it's that's the thing yeah it's that it wasn't the same one that's on ps4 and xbox one yeah it's like its own edition because it's not that gpu intensive right uh but then he continues the game on his computer uh there's a there is nba yeah nba 2k again another game that um you know wasn't on the wii u i don't even think it was on the original wii you know, Nintendo has never really been a sports console powerhouse, but here, but, but didn't that game come out and everybody hated it? It wasn't like the the Switch version garbage. Uh, you might be thinking of WWE 2K, but I know the Switch and version FIFA. Uh, and FIFA. FIFA was also bad, but I know that NBA 2K is like noticeably borked on Switch compared right. to the other systems. Well, we got our first look at Mario Odyssey, which was not, which took a while to come out. Yeah. Uh. But it was just the what is it, the Sand Kingdom, whatever the hell it's called. The uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, then oh, a little bit of Splatoon two, which we also didn't know was coming out. Right, we, everyone thought it was just a port of Splatoon one. And yes, I did too. Mm-hmm. And this was like an esports situation, which is funny. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, there's a really big esports community around Smash Brothers. Not mm-hmm. so much Splatoon. I mean, there is a Splatoon esports community, but it's right. not like this with the freaking arena and whatever. Yeah, that's and- with Smash, and Nintendo has nothing to do with it. Exactly, Nintendo doesn't really support the esports community the way any other uh, publisher does. Right. So uh, that was our first look at the Nintendo Switch. It was October twentieth. Yeah. Uh, then it wasn't until December when we got another look at the nintendo switch was december the live stream where no, all the executives january i was january okay we got more information in december right i don't remember what it, what information we got though it would be nice if i did I thought more you, research i thought she did the legwork bob i thought she did some pre-production <laughs> i thought i did too well, I mean, you know, there's there's before the switch and after the switch. No one really cares about before, so we could just go right to. I care, Will. All right. There was a bigger trailer, I think, or sometime around December. Nintendo Switch first look. For I spelled first super wrong. Uh, hardware overview. No, because that was the hardware reveal technically. All right, well, something happened in December. Um, The next thing after that was the January reveal, where we did a live stream. You can still find it on our channel. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we watched it and talked about it. Uh, they revealed everything. Um, the price was a little higher than we projected. We said two hundred and fifty dollars. That yeah, everyone was thinking two fifty um, retail price. Of course, it still is uh, two ninety nine. Uh, that would probably you know I think everyone agreed that's the most it could cost because it, we knew it was an underpowered system. We knew that the other uh, systems were going to cost or were already out and were costing like four or five hundred dollars at the time. So in order to stay competitive, it had to come in much lower. Right. Uh, and it yeah, it's underpowered. But yeah. but Nintendo always makes a profit on their console sales. Yes. So they did have to just squeeze that extra fifty dollars out. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was that was a good reveal. They had a lot of games. In that reveal, yeah, uh, they did not. That, did they show Mario Odyssey there? Yes. They also they, showed Shin Mugami Tensei, which is still not out. Yes. <laughs> they showed Mario Odyssey. I remember because it was the first time uh, we saw Cappy. Yes, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Uh, and then we got our first look at the HD Rumble and all the all the cool features. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, then the game came out. Uh, the, the whole Switch came out. Mar- yeah. Oh, that was when they announced when it's coming out. What the when price it's coming out, and when Breath of the Wild was coming out. And what the actual hardware was going to be. Yeah. yeah, and when Breath of the Wild was coming out. So, uh, the launch titles we got on March 3rd in 2017 were Breath of the Wild, which mm-hmm. is the big one. That's the one everybody yes. got. That sold so much that it sold more than the Switch <laughs> did. Yes. Uh, and that is not taking into account the fact that it also came out on the Wii U. Uh, I don't know though. I, don't I think th- no. I think the the count was uh, on Switch. It outsold the Switch itself. Yes, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. No, you're right. You're you, okay. Yeah. I was confused for a second. Yeah. Uh, I think people were buying it in anticipation for getting the Switch later on. Right. Uh, or giving it as a gift. Uh, so Breath of the Wild was the big one. That's the one everybody yeah. got. That's the one everybody should have gotten because it was great. Uh, one two switch, which w- should have been the Wii Sports. That should have been a pack-in title. Yes. Absolutely. It, it's it's a lot of interesting mini games, and it uses everything in the Switch's hardware like to its fullest. But it's not substantial enough to be a sixty dollars purchase. Yeah, it was and it was a surprise purchase. It was a it was a hardware demo. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like what Wii Sports was, but Wii Sports yeah. was a fantastic game. Yeah, Wii Sports and Nintendo Land on the Wii U. Both of those were pack-ins. I would have liked one to switch more if it was a pack-in game, if it was free, yeah. and if it was, you know, the way to... Sh- it it should have been the way to show off the Switch to your friends. Right. And I think it would have helped sell more consoles, too. But, I mean, yeah. it didn't really need much help. Uh, although, you know what? It didn't, like, explode at first. The Switch took a while. It was... It, it was it was a slow burn, but it was a steady burn. It was a slow burn because there weren't any games at first. Well, we have a whole bunch of... Yeah, well... Launch out there. There weren't... I mean, aside from Zelda, there weren't, like, killer apps. And I don't think third parties supported it as nearly as much as they do, to, like, today. Well, there were barely any launch titles. I think only five or six of them actually had physical releases. Right. Uh, anyway, one two switch, which should have been packing. Uh-huh. Shovel Knight, which if you haven't played it by then, yeah, you got a problem. Skylanders, which was just on freaking everything. Super Bomberman R, Bob's game of the year that year, which was actually the best launch title. <laughs> I just had a thing against Zelda. I love Bomberman. 
And Super Bomberman R is great. It's just another Bomberman it, game, though. It's, it's good, not modern at all. <laughs> it's good Bomberman is what yeah. it is. It's it's just Bomberman. And you know what? Bomberman is amazing if you play it as a multiplayer game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Like a little party game. And now if you can get it for cheap, I recommend it. But mm -hmm. it's just Bomberman. So it's not like a... It's, it's, it's a freaking Genesis game. <laughs> um, just Dance 2017. Okay. Those always sell like hotcakes. And yes. they're still coming out on the original Wii. Fast RMX. I zero. Modern F-Zero. I forgot this game existed. Uh, Human Resource Machine. Also forgot that game. Uh, Little Inferno, World of Goo, which were those are all like jumbled together. World of Goo is very good. Uh, I Am I Setsuna. Am... Yeah. Uh, and Snipper Clips. Snipper, Snipper Clips was good. That was like the sleeper hit of the launch. Yeah, that was good. That was another good party game. Or, I or a good game to play found out that Snipper Clips... Um, the company that makes it was founded by two guys, and I used to watch their Flash animations on Newgrounds. Really? Back when I was in college. Yeah, the Super Flash Brothers. It wasn't a Capcom? No, it was... Um, who the hell made? I got it, I got it. SFB Games. Yes, the Super Flash Brothers. They used to be uh, Newgrounds animators, and now they're making, they're making video games. I thought Capcom had something to do with it. Oh, well, that's good for that. What Flash stuff did they do? They did, um, I think it was called The Decline of Video Game Series. Um, they did They did a couple of Matrix parodies that were really funny. Metal um, Gear Mayhem? Metal Gear Mayhem, yeah. If oh, Newgrounds cool. is still up, go check them out. Super Flash Brothers. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there wasn't much at launch. There was not much. It, it, it things came out pretty quickly like uh things kind of i should say they trickled out af after the first week mm -hmm. you know things were slowly starting to come but there wasn't much third party support at all uh developers were very uh uh reluctant to put anything on the switch or put any money into development yeah. for the switch well because it was an unproven concept for one two the previous nintendo console tanked three nintendo has traditionally not had the best relationship with third parties and third party support has never really been nintendo's strong suit yeah there was also a lot of uh uh naysayers there's a lot of people saying oh, yeah. this, this con type of concept would never work mm -hmm. um and look at it now yeah uh so yeah it, it took a while for the switch to uh prove itself to third parties to get people to actually want to develop for it. Uh, one developer that showed that they cared was Bethesda. Yes. To get uh, Skyrim. I don't know when that eventually came out, but it took a little bit. It took, yeah, because it didn't come out at launch. Um, I don't think they announced it until the next E3 officially. They were down, though. They showed, hey, yeah. we're down to put stuff on here. And that's why Nintendo put them in the uh, trailer, because they were like, yeah. We're super dead. We don't because for them it's it's not very hard that they, they develop oh, for PC games. It came out on November seventeenth, twenty seventeen, so that year. Oh, okay, just yeah. later in the year. Yeah. Um, and then they also famously they put Doom on yes. the Switch, which um, that was like a big deal. That that yeah. that got a lot of other developers to be like, well, all right, we can do something. Here. They announced it at the same time 
uh, Doom and Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. And New Colossus hadn't come out yet. Right. But Doom was like almost brand new. It was fresh in everybody's mind. Um, and, you know, it's an id software game. So those games are known for being graphical powerhouses. And they're just saying, here, here it is on the Switch coming soon. And by the way, uh, a game that hasn't come out yet, Wolfenstein 2, will also be coming to the Switch. Where are we now? Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe mm. was the first, like, first party game to come out besides uh, uh, Skyrim Zelda. Yeah. It was the first first party game that I think became, like, a, th- a phenomenon. Because mm-hmm. everybody who owns a Switch owns Mario Kart to this day. It's, like, almost required that you get it. The attach rate is very high. Yeah. Uh, the attach rate has always been high on Mario Kart, but it is astronomically high here. Yeah. It sold an insane amount more on the Switch than it did on the Wii U. Right. Well, because there's a, there's a lot more Switches than we use. Yes. But also, too, that's a good point. It is a port, but it's an enhanced port. Um, and a big thing is they fixed battle mode. Like, the tracks are, like, better suited for well, that kind of combat. battle mode? Yeah, because on, on the Wii U... Battle mode was just on a regular circular track. Who plays, whereas who plays battle mode? Battle mode's the best mode. Get at right the racing mode, Will. No, no, no. Battle mode is great. Okay, I used to block for it on N sixty four. Come on, chat, get with me. Uh, it came out originally for the Wii U in twenty fourteen. Yes, and then it came out on the Switch in twenty seventeen in April. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next month after the Switch came out. Yeah. They were demoing it at the Switch event in January where, uh, the, like, a little preview event Yeah, that I snuck into by saying that I was the manager of a GameStop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a big deal. That That's... that's I, I put down, like, milestone games Yeah, on here. Um, yeah, what is the attach rate for... Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I just uh, want I just want to say while you're doing that, uh Anthony Heim says that Will is 100% right with regards to uh battle mode as does Bryce uh Gangner. As of May 1st, 2017, mm-hmm. which was only a little bit after the game came out like a few weeks after the game came out. Yeah. The attach rate for Mario Kart 8 was 45%. Wow. So I would imagine now it's over 50. Mm. Oh, actually, yes. Here's the Nintendo Life article from 2019, from January 2019. So last year, uh, it says, um, where are we? Nintendo Switch is seeing record software attach rates with its first-party titles. 47% of Nintendo Switch owners have a copy of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I thought it said over 50%. Nearly half. Okay. Uh, so 47%. 43% had Mario Odyssey. Jeez. And 40, uh, 37% had Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, so that's a lot. Nintendo always has really great attach rates with their stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that was Mario Kart, the first milestone game. Yeah. Uh, Switch scarcity. It was hard to get for a hot minute. Um, yeah. Nintendo does that with their consoles. Like the 3DS was hard to get when it came out. The Wii was famously hard to get. Yeah. When that came out. 
Um, uh, the NES classics, of the course. NES classics. What else? Like, I, was the GameCube? No, because that didn't sell very well. No, the GameCube was very easy to get. Uh, um, N64, like, in the beginning. Yeah. But, like, quick. Uh, but then quickly, like, um, it was easy to get because it wasn't selling like the, the PlayStation 1 was. Mm-hmm. What about the yeah. DS? That wasn't right. No, because the, D- the DS didn't take off until like a year or two later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so Nintendo kind of got uh, like a. People started to say that Nintendo had a problem with manufactured scarcity. They yeah. they would they would limit the the amount of product that they make in order to kind of drum up hype and and mm-hmm. make people want to get stuff. I was one of those guys who waited out in the cold to get a Wii. The, right. Uh, I think I it was remember, after it came that. out. It was like yeah. it was like way after it came out. It it was within the year because we didn't have anything other than like launch titles. It was January or February. So when did it, it was one out? of those. Yeah. When did it launch? It launched in twenty November twenty two thousand and six. November. It says twenty seventeen. Oh, discontinued. Yeah, it was discontinued in twenty seventeen. It took that long. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Uh, so two thousand six November. Okay, yeah. so I got it in February. I think it was the coldest yeah. day of the year. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I was back home from college at that point. I waited outside for an hour, mm-hmm. and then I got the Wii. It came with Wii Sports, and I got a uh, Wii Play that came with the controller. Yes. Yeah. That was another big selling. That was some controllers. We were we remotes were hard to find for the Wii. Yeah, because everybody had, wanted to get as many as possible. Yeah, you pretty much had to buy Wii Play in order to get a controller. Joy-Con, extra, uh, weird colors of Joy-Con were hard to get. Well, there at first there was really only the blue and red and black yeah. Joy-Cons. So and then the Mario Odyssey came out. Oh no, Splatoon might have been first. Maybe the Splatoon ones were first, and then the Mario Odyssey ones. Um, and also the Pro Controller was also hard to get. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there was some a little bit of scarcity with with the Switch, but they kind of fixed it like pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hard to get after a few months. Like like the within the first few months, it was kind of hard to get. It was hard to find. But uh, they fixed it sub- substantially quicker than all of the other consoles that were a problem for Nintendo. Yeah, like the Wii took a while. It took me a few months. It was a few months, and I, you still couldn't get it anywhere. Um, the what was it? The 3DS, I think, had a problem too. Yeah. Um, but no, the Switch. It it was hard to get at first. Probably because, I mean, the last console didn't do great. So they had to, they, they didn't put a lot of stock into it, you know? Yeah. But again, they turned it around pretty quickly and they fixed it. Also, Amiibo. Amiibo yes. was part of the manufacturing oh, scarcity Amiibo, thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that wasn't too big of a problem. Splatoon 2 was the next milestone game. Yes. Uh, I, it's good. <laughs> not Not for Bob, basically. I was not that into it. Right. It was also so I also played that at the uh, the like event that was in January that year, mm-hmm. and it was really hard for me to figure out how to control it with uh, motion controls. Yeah. Uh, now I got the hang of it, but I'm still not good at it, and uh, yeah. it's okay. It's an okay game. It might. I mean, I can see why people like it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'd rather just play like an actual shooter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 
th- there was a huge cult following. It's kind of fallen off since. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a three sometime soon. Really? Yeah. Uh, and that also came with its own console with the Joy-Con colors. That was yes. the first and, time we and, got to look uh, at new Joy-Con colors. It's going special Pro Controller. Yes, that too. That was also a big deal. Uh, next was Sonic Mania. This is the game that made me buy a Switch. So yeah, this is not a milestone Switch game. No, but it was it a milestone for, you. for us. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Sonic Mania came out the week of my wedding, mm-hmm. and I knew there was going to be no chance of me playing it, like sitting at home in front of the my PS4 or my Xbox One to play this game. Unless I got it on Switch, so I could play it anywhere, so I did. I bought a Switch. I bought a Switch when we were on vacation, like in Vegas. It had really? shipped to the house. Oh, yeah, okay. my father-in-law had to come and get it so that nobody stole it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then I got it, and I just sat there and like waited for Sonic Mania to come out, and then I got Sonic Mania, and I played it, you know, on the Switch in portable mode. I played it, you know, on the airplane to my honeymoon and back. And yeah, I've been playing Switch in portable mode ever since. That was the second game I played at the Switch event in January. Yeah. It, the first one I played was Bomberman R. Of course. And then the second one was Sonic Mania. Because I was very excited about Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course I wanted to play it on the Switch. So yeah. I wouldn't want to play it on any other console. And at the time, that was my favorite game for the Switch. It it, it's a perfect Switch amazing. Game. It really is. And Sonic Mania Plus, I didn't beat the Plus version, but mm. that was amazing. That's that was really like fun. a super fun addition to the game. So if you've never played Sonic Mania, before, if you've even never played a Sonic game before, I would highly recommend Sonic Mania. Yeah. And if you've never played Sonic Mania before, get Plus and go through it that way. Because I it is think a lot of right fun. now it's on sale on the PlayStation Network. Um, but yeah, it's highly recommend it. Um, the, the Plus part of the game cycles through all the characters. Yeah, while you're playing, so yeah. you get a little taste of how everybody plays. It's 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 really cool. Yeah, uh, and that was a milestone game for us because it was a, a great addition to the Switch library that didn't and, have much, and a good Sonic game after a couple of years. Yes, the best Sonic game in a long time. Yes, the next milestone game after that is Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Now, I have a little bit of a history with this game. You, you sure do. I absolutely hated the idea of this game. Yes. I don't need a Mario strategy game. I don't need rabbits in my life at all. I don't need rabbits in my Mario. I think the only reason people went nuts about this game is because there wasn't a Mario game on the Switch. Right. This was the first Mario game on the Switch. It was also jank. Like, character models would blip in and out. Like, the cutscenes were all weird. Yeah. Um. It's also a strategy game. Like, I don't... It, it's that. specifically like an XCOM style strategy game. Yeah, Mario's got like an arm cannon. It was yeah. weird. That that shouldn't happen. Um, but it did, and a lot people loved it. People went nuts for it. But again, I think it's like a Luigi's Mansion situation. I think people only like went nuts for it because there wasn't a Mario game on the console at the time. Well, now Luigi's Mansion is like a big, like major franchise, and well, like has a lot of fans around the world, including this guy. So well, they uh, will release a Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle two, and people will get it because they were uh, they they were desperate before. 
That desperation created a franchise. Well, I mean, nobody's desperate for Luigi's Mansion now, but people still get it and play it because they like it. Right, so what's right. to say that can't what's to say that can't happen for Rabbids? I'm not listen, I'm not saying that the next game's gonna be people buying it out of desperation. I'm saying the the franchise was created out of desperation. <laughs> and I hold fast to that. Yes. Uh so no, I did not like Mario Plus Rabbids King of Battle. I thought it was stupid. Luigi dabs in it. He sure does. That should be enough for you. Um, but people liked it. Uh, then the next milestone game was Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. An that, actual milestone game. <laughs> that might still be the one that I say everybody should get. Breath of yeah. the Wild is also up there. They are neck and neck. Yeah. But uh, I, mean, I feel like Mario Odyssey is a little easier for people to understand because it's still a Mario game. And it's very similar to previous Mario games, even though they changed a lot. So I think Mario Odyssey is more our speed. Yes. Uh, Breath of the Wild was still amazing, and I enjoyed my time with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would recommend that to everybody also. But you should take a look at Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild and decide which one's more your speed. Uh, Mario Odyssey was more my speed. So I like that slightly more. Uh, And I mean... It's been years since those games came out, and they're yeah. still probably the number one games I would recommend for your Nintendo Switch if you mm-hmm. haven't gotten a Nintendo Switch yet. Um, I love the hell out of Mario Odyssey. I uh, 100%ed it, which I never do ever anymore. Um, I tried to, and I like got to a point where I'm like, nah, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, I'm an I adult. I don't need to do this anymore. Uh it took a long time it took like 100 hours but uh yeah i had a lot of fun the whole way i kind of miss it like i i after i beat it i got sad like i wanted to keep playing it it's such a good game i'm just looking right now to see if those games are still in like the top 10 whatever like best-selling switch games Mm -hmm. right now uh breath of the wild is currently the 25th best-selling game on the eShop. According to Nintendo. Oh, that's pretty low. No, that that doesn't that's fake. Their best selling ranking isn't isn't real. It's very weird because uh the top five right now is Doom Three, uh Animal Crossing, Doom Original, Doom Two, and uh Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Well, alright. Well, I think that's because like there were a lot of sales. Like that's Doom, true. Doom Original was a dollar last week. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it for some reason. You're stupid. That's stupid. I bought I bought Doom 3, though. Uh, the next milestone game was Sonic Forces. Which is also currently on the bestseller list. Oh, my God. All right, that game was trashed. It's not good. Uh, uh, avoided at all costs. Not not the best Sonic game, and not as bad as Bob said it was. I mean, it's bad. It's not broken, though. It's bad. But you, 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 why are you trying to like walk it back? It was bad, right? I, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to walk it back. It's just that I know how what? bad Sonic can be. Just tell me if it's bad, Will. It's not the best Sonic game. You're not even, you're not saying it's, it's bad. bad. It's bad. Okay, all right. That's what I wanted to hear. It's, it's bad, but it's not the worst Sonic. Right, game. right. You're just it saying that because I said game. it's probably the worst Sonic game. Yeah, it. There's. I didn't hate my time playing it either. Oh, I did. I know you did. I definitely hated it. But I I just know that, you, you know, maybe I'm biased demo, because right? I know Sonic can get so much worse. 
You only played the demo. No, I you you uh I played a lot of your game. Oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't play that. You played it like right before a stream or I something. I feel like I played half of it. That no, game went by. I, I really didn't play half it. of it. I don't think. I don't know. Well, now I got it for free on a uh, PS4. Oh my so. god. So uh, next was Doom, baby. Now Doom is actually Doom. a milestone game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I still think that this is one of the best games on Switch, and also one of the most important games on Switch because pretty much if they could put this game, because Doom 2016 was, you know, a graphically intense game, one of the best looking games at the time, one of the most uh, hardware intensive games at the time, uh, really fast paced, uh, really fast paced multiplayer as well. And they somehow managed to put it on a system no more powerful than a PS3 it, it, there really is no excuse for anybody else out there who says like, oh, we can't put it on the Switch. You can. This was what got a lot of developers to be like, all right, we can we can work with this. Yeah. Um, I remember there was like, you know, Digital Foundry did a whole thing. Uh, it was a big deal. People trying to figure out how the hell they got Doom on the Switch. And it was very simple. It was just, it's a PC version. It's like a low powered PC and that's it. Yeah. Uh, just get rid of all the textures, get rid of all the shaders and stuff, and then it yeah. runs great. I mean, yeah, you will have to make sacrifices for it, but you and know, it the game good. still plays excellent. It look, it played excellent, which is the most important thing, but it looked good. I mean, it didn't look amazing, but it looked good. Uh, that but was the only way that I played Doom. When I first played Doom, I played it on Xbox One, and, it, and you know, it played like a great console, first-person shooter. It looks great, played great, whatnot. And when I played it on Switch... You know, aside from the fact that I'm playing in portable mode... You, you which need is, to talk for a second. My Uber Eats is here. Okay. When I played it on Switch in portable mode, which I wouldn't recommend unless you have, of course, a satisfied grip. Check out the link in the description because I'm sure Bob put a link to them in the description. Um, it still played like Doom did on the, on the Xbox One. It was the console game that it, it, it was supposed to be. Like... Yeah, graphically it looked sacrificed, but nothing else was. And, and that didn't bother me when I was playing it. Yeah, the the, the gra- I mean, obviously you could tell sometimes like there's some garbage textures, but uh, yeah. it doesn't matter as long as the game plays good. That's all that matters. Yeah, but even from there, like I don't think you have it on here, but you can probably say Doom is the direct link to games like uh, The Witcher and. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and you know definitely Wolfenstein were they all uh, panic button uh no I don't know who because panic button I think did the doom port yeah panic button did the doom port I think they all panic button does most of them yeah yeah well they did doom and that did so good panic uh, yeah. everybody was just hiring panic button to do everything um so panic button did Astro Duel Deluxe? That was, yeah. I think, actually just a straight up developed game. Oh, they also did Rocket League. They did Rocket League yes. first. Rocket League was the first port that they did, mm-hmm. and then they did Doom. Uh, but they did them. Oh no! Wait, no. Hold on. This is all messed up. They did Rocket League on Xbox One, and yes. then they did it on the Switch in November. So that was after or at the same time as they did Doom. So I think Doom was the first one that actually got released. Well, um, Doom, Doom was definitely the first one that got people to notice them. Yeah. So they did Doom. They did Wolfenstein, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warframe. 
Yeah. Which is also a very good game. Uh, Hob, the definitive edition. Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. Youngblood, Doom 3, Torchlight 2, which is also a pretty good game. Uh, and I think it's free. And Doom Eternal. So the, I, I, they did less than I thought, but they still did an amazing job on all of those. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Are we done with uh, talking about Doom and the ports and whatnot? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to see if I can find who developed The Witcher. It's not important. But... AJ says uh, CD Projekt Red developed it in-house. Oh, wow. Uh, so the next thing I have here as a milestone is that everybody started to figure out there's a little Easter egg in the switch. Yes. Uh, there was something in there. It was called the, uh, freaking flog emulator. Yes. And if you do a certain type of motion on your switch, the directly to you motion, like yeah. a couple times, uh, it would unlock the NES game Golf, and people were saying like, "This is a way. This means that there's going to be NES games on the Switch. This is a this is a pathway to Virtual Console and blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. But really, what it was was an Amamori. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Uh, it was an an homage to Satoru Iwata because that was the first game that he uh developed or directed mm-hmm. for Nintendo was uh the NES Golf game. Uh, I thought this was a myth when it first came out. And there's a video on our channel talking about it because yeah. it it only worked on the first uh, firmware of the Switch, so version yeah. 1.0. And uh, you had to do a certain motion like a few times in order to get it to work. And there was only one video on YouTube of somebody doing it. And everybody was circling in that same one video. So I was like, and then we got our uh, our friend just bought a Switch. Yeah. So I had him come over and I did it and I was like, it's not working. I don't understand. So I was like, I don't think this is real. I think everybody's just saying the same thing. So I was like, everybody set, start sending me videos of you getting this to work. And then people started sending me videos of them getting it to work. And I was like, okay, maybe it isn't uh, a hoax. Maybe it is legit. And then Nintendo patched it out for whatever reason, which I think might have been a mistake. Yeah. Maybe there were some licensing issues. Maybe like a developer hit it and didn't tell anybody, but then they realized there might be licensing issues. Or maybe they realized they wanted this as a way to sell Switch Online. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's part of Switch Online. Is it? Uh, let me check. Oh, yeah. You could just do it right there. Yeah. Sorry. My uh, my doorbell went off. Uh, Gavin G. Block says, you got to have the first model also. I, I didn't know. Uh, uh, yes. Well, now. Yeah. I mean, at the time, well, there was only well, one I gotta, model. I got to update. Take your time, Will. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, yeah, next milestone I have on here is the dock controversy. Oh, boy. So what happened was Nyko came out. So there weren't a lot of third-party docks. No, and that's something you would think third parties would you know, be making because it's a, such a simple thing. There was one on Kickstarter. I forgot what it was called. But it was very tiny. It was a nice portable dock. Uh, there was some controversy around that because it was a cheap uh, USB-C like HDMI converter mm-hmm. that somebody decided to charge like 50 bucks for. Uh, but 
yeah, Nyko came out with a dock. So did uh, Insignia and a couple of other companies. But the Nyko one decided it was going to brick switches. Nintendo, nobody knew how Nintendo did their power delivery on the Switch. It wasn't using the general USB PD power delivery protocol. It was using some weird bastardization of it. So these third-party companies were trying to figure out how to get it to work. And Nyko did something stupid. Well, actually what happened was Nyko made their dock and then Nintendo made an update. I think it was version 5 for the Switch. Yeah. And that immediately bricked a bunch of switches that were using the Nyko dock for some reason. And then that scared the hell out of everybody, including me, away from third-party docks forever. Uh, I, I still think that third-party docks, that you should stay away from them. Uh, because, again, nobody knows how Nintendo actually handles the power delivery. It does some weird things that just end up working anyway, even though they shouldn't. Like it asks for more, it draws more power than it asks for when it talks to the charger. It's very bizarre. Um, but we learned recently that uh, for a while the docks were out of stock for some reason. And on Nintendo's official website, if you go to buy a dock from Best Buy, it'll directly link you to the Insignia dock. Yeah. So that leads us to believe that Nintendo thinks that the Insignia dock is uh, safe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Also, I think the Skull & Co. dock might be safe, but I talked to them and the email that they sent back to me did not make me feel good at all. (laughs) They don't know how the Switch asks for power. And they don't know... They just use USB PD. All of these yeah. docks just use USB PD, but that's not what the Switch uses. So I still say just get a freaking Switch dock. It's your safest bet. But yeah, that bricked a bunch of Switches. Yeah. And uh didn't look too good for Nyko. Uh And these, it, it's still, it still had an effect to this day. People are still afraid to use Switch docks, yeah. including me. Next on here, I have eight Badu controllers came out. <laughs> Those were a big deal. There weren't a lot of 2D games, really just uh, friggin' Sonic. Yeah. Um, but eventually, you know, we got NES and SNES games on yep. there. And, and we got um, the Mega Man collection, the Castlevania collection, the Contra collection. Right. Um, yeah, eventually uh, classic games came to Switch, so... We also have on here LAN adapter problems. So, uh, is it really the, a problem, or was it, you were skeptical about them, then you changed your mind? So here's what happened: the LAN adapters were limiting uh, speed. Mm-hmm. They were limiting the speed that you can actually get out of the LAN adapter. So, in some cases, your Wi-Fi would be faster than the LAN adapter because the Wi-Fi card was better. Uh, obviously it would be more stable if you use the LAN adapter, but it wouldn't necessarily be faster. So if you wanted to download a whole game, you might be better off using the Wi-Fi. Right. Then almost a year later, something happened. There was like a stealth update or something. And then all of a sudden the, the, the wireless, the wired speeds were significantly improved. But 
there was no hard evidence of that. It's just one day I was like, hey, how come these things are faster now? And a lot of people were reaching out to me being like, yeah, my speeds are faster now. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing that happened, but there's no hard evidence. None of the updates say anything about improving the speed of the LAN adapter. So I don't know. Um, But that was a thing that did happen. Yeah. Next was Labo. Yes. Tell me all of your experience with Labo, Will. Uh, Watching you put some of it together uh, and playing the piano. Oh, and that video John Carpenter made where he tries to play the Halloween theme using a Labo uh, piano. Yes. And he calls it a bad word. Uh, Labo is interesting. Uh, I think it was really cool. It's a cool idea for Nintendo. It's a nice little educational tool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's too much. It takes way too long to build one of those things. Mm And there's a lot of it. Yeah. If you buy the like uh, the the basic kit with all the stuff with the piano, you got like freaking 20 hours of building to do. So uh, do it if you got kids and you want to occupy them. I will say that uh, Labo is significantly cheaper now than it was at launch. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, it was like 80 yeah. bucks. Yeah. And just don't even bother with the robot kit. Yeah. Unless you love Labo, uh, Labo so much that you want to. Which is funny because of all the Labo kits, that's the one I would have gotten. <laughs> that's crazy. I know. Uh, oh, and then we, we learned about Resident Evil 7, the stream version in Japan. Yes. In Japan, it's become uh, popular for certain games, first with Resident Evil 7 and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, and then I, can't rem- I can never remember the next game that ha- they did this with. But instead of porting it over to the Switch, they would just have a streaming version that you could play in the cloud, sort of like a pseudo uh, Stadia xCloud type situation. Yeah, uh, and it was a Japan-only thing. Yes. So we didn't actually get it here in America. Um, but you could play it. You could you know, just use a Japanese eShop account and do it. Yeah. Um, but supposedly it ran great. Japan has a much better internet infrastructure than we have here in the States. Yes. That's why it works there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see problems arising if they do it here in the States. Uh, mm-hmm. Here in New York, it would probably be fine because the internet's great. But if you're out in the sticks, yeah. I could see maybe there'd be some connection issues. Yeah. Um, but that made me think the future is going to be streaming stuff. And I still think that. I mean, more stuff came out after that because that was pretty successful, at least in Japan. Yeah. Um, I think... When the new consoles come out, we're going to see some weird streaming services come out on right. the Switch. Hopefully better than Stadia. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, I just want to note, Golf is not on uh, NES Switch Online. Interesting. But NES Open is. Ah, okay. I mean, maybe they're saving it for a future release i don't know <laughs> they need golf... some new they need some games dude golf is a black box game that should have been one of the first games they yeah. put out also i noticed that you know star tropics is on there but not star tropics 2 mm-hmm. so like why like that's a nintendo owned game that should be on there already they're saving it they're pocketing it for a big for what event. nobody even knows star tropics 2 is a game the last re- the, uh, nes launch was pretty bad yeah uh, next up, we got Fortnite released on the Switch. Well, that was an E3 thing. It dropped that... the same day. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal because it was a major game. Yes. Uh, and they announced it was cross-play. 
and yes. your stuff carried over? Yes. Uh, it was crossplay, and your stuff carried over. However, that only applied for systems that were not the PlayStation 4. Yeah, and there was a lot of weird stuff happening. Like, uh, yeah. you couldn't... Like, I got locked out of my account somehow because I started it on my PlayStation 4. Yeah. It, I had a lot of problems with that. But Fortnite, I think, was a big reason why crossplay has been implemented in a lot of games because i would, there's a I would lot of say controversy around that i would say it's the reason yeah you no know, fortnite's the biggest game on the planet still um and now you have a version that comes along it's on every platform available right now and they started to implement a feature where you can play against people on other systems that wasn't necessarily like a big deal you know when you had playstation and xbox because by nature those are two systems that kept things separate from each other but now you have the Switch coming into the picture, and you can play against people on other systems with your Switch, except the PS4. Yeah, and everyone was... pointed fingers at PlayStation when that happened. Yeah, because people started to realize that, you know, if it's possible, everybody should do it. Yeah. And and it made everything better for everybody. Yeah. Um, now things are a little weird. Like, uh, they've, they've changed Fortnite a little bit, so it doesn't automatically matchmake you with people on other consoles yeah if you're on the switch uh it automatically match makes you with mobile game players because right. uh the frame rate is low it's 30 frames instead of 60 frames per second and the dps is tied to the frame rate so the amount of damage that you output is directly tied to the frame rate so if yeah. you have a low frame rate console like the nintendo switch you will play worse you have a a, a disadvantage you can still play against people who, like, you could play with your friends who are on PlayStation Four or on PC. Mm. Uh, you will just do less damage, unless they fixed it. I don't know if they did. Uh, but yeah, if you play on Switch right now, it'll automatically match make you with people who are on mobile, and it is significantly easier because most people are on mobile and they all suck on mobile. Yeah. So if you play on your Switch, you will probably do pretty good. Uh, the next one was Switch Online. This is a big deal. Everybody hated it, and everybody downvoted everything that was Switch Online-related content on YouTube. So Switch Online was a weird beast because Switch Online was basically their answer to Xbox Live Gold or um, PlayStation Plus, where you know it's a subscription fee. You get um, access to multiplayer games, uh, chat features, uh, NES games, and Super Nintendo games. Um, the thing is, though, multiplayer had been free up until this point. So, yes. And now you had to start paying to use it. So they basically took away a feature and started making you pay to use it. Including games like Mario Kart. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, especially Mario Kart, uh, eventually Smash Brothers, Splatoon. Um, so that's one reason why people don't like it. The other reason why people don't like it is because it, effect it effectively killed Virtual Console and now uh or the classic... hope of virtual console <laughs> right so any classic games you want to play you have to play through the nes app or the super nes app and it's not a robust library of games um it's not updated very often a lot of people don't want a netflix style selection they want to just buy certain games and own them forever um yeah so people don't like it and you have to use a stupid app on your phone to talk to people yes uh, there was a lot of 
hope of a virtual console coming out on the switch people were people really wanted to play their retro games on the switch uh-huh. um and people were super upset when they saw this all of a sudden and the, the, you could tell kind of tell that something was weird because a lot of third-party developers were taking their retro games and putting them on the switch yeah uh, like sega um neo geo was doing a bunch of stuff yeah and it was weird it was like why are they doing this if there's going to be a virtual console and obviously there was not going to be a virtual console so we got nes online which is cool we got 20 free games if you have nintendo switch online it's only four dollars a month and something like that twenty dollars for the whole year so it's Mm -hmm. not expensive especially when you compare it to the other consoles but it's also not as robust as the other consoles um the voice chat is very lacking it's it's very dumb that it has to be on a phone um Mm. and it's still like that a lot of third none of the third-party developers utilize that they just use the switch headphone jack which is the best way to do it um we also save data cloud cloud backups and stuff but look at that like to dislike ratio i think yeah. it was worse when this video dropped but it's uh 18,000 uh likes and 80,000 dislikes so it's pretty harsh and then every time you talk about nintendo switch online at all in any capacity the video will get th- uh, uh downvote bombed well good thing we're stopping talking about that now uh yeah but the NES selection was good. Yeah. When it came the out. The problem is there's not many great NES games. There's a lot of crap. Yeah, thanks for agreeing with me, Will. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. I hard don't, but whatever. Be- uh, next, Pokemon Let's Go. And the Pokeball Plus. Yes. That was a big deal. Uh, people mm-hmm. were also very upset about this game because it used the uh, Pokemon... Uh, go uh sort of mechanics to catch pokemon it was like a weird pokemon go hybrid but yeah i was a big fan because i'm a big fan of the first generation and that was Mm. the game that i that was the last freaking pokemon game that i actually beat yeah Um, Uh, i think people are just upset because uh let's go is a stopgap you know it wasn't the true next gen pokemon game that everybody knew was coming. It was this weird sort of half step, like a remake of the first game that like didn't connect to anything else. Um, and was like super basic for like people who've never played Pokemon before, it never was all- played video games before. It was also the first home console Pokemon game, like full fledged Pokemon game. True. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it, people wanted this big grand Pokemon game, and instead they got uh like a like a half baked a remake yeah but for what it's worth it worked really good it was a little annoying to have to capture every single pokemon with a with a motion control but it was fun the pokeball plus was fun i carried that around with me all the time uh at the time and it was fun and i had my little mew in it and i was getting an insane amount of xp when i took it out uh it was a good game to screw around with i think it's still one of my most played switch games even though the new game's out, but I spent yeah. more in that because I was trying to shiny hunt and stuff. Right. Um, but it was a great game, and I still recommend it. You barely played it, right? Yeah, no, I... Because I got bored with it because I feel like this is just the same Pokemon game I played years ago. Uh, Sword and Shield, like, it feels new and different, even though it's very similar. So yeah, Sword put- and Shield is a better game. Yeah. 
but I feel like if you grew up with the first generation of Pokemon, you might have a better nostalgic connection with this. I mean, I appreciate it for what right. it is, but I feel like I'm getting my money's worth with uh, Sword and Shield as compared to yeah. uh, Let's Go. It's a significantly better game. Yeah. The next milestone game was Smash Brothers Ultimate. This is probably my most played game on the Switch. I love it so much. It is amazing. It is a very good game. Um, BS also, that you have to unlock every character, but both them the breaks. Yeah, I unlocked them pretty quickly, um, but I also just had fun fighting the CPU for a while. Right. So it should there should have been a more fun way to unlock characters. Yeah. Like in the original, in all the other Smash Brothers games, I used to just do classic mode and fire through that with all yeah. the characters, just all then just rapid fire, do that because I it was just fun. Um, there should have been a way to do that and unlock characters quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, I would just play a CPU battle, back out, play a CPU battle, back out. Or um, oh, what the hell is the name of their single, the World of Light or whatever? Yeah. Have that be shorter. Yeah, that was insanely long. That's ridiculous. It was insanely long, and also not. Compared to the Subspace Emissary, it wasn't yeah. really that great. But there is a, an insane amount of content in Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. In Smash Ultimate. There is a lot going on in there. And only, I mean, I only play online. <laughs> That's all I do. I only yeah. do one part of the game. And it's there's still more to come. <laughs> I only play one character out of the 80 that's yeah. in there. And yeah, it's uh, we're getting a Fighter Pass 2. We already got five characters. Six? Yeah. If you include Piranha Plant, I think. Yeah, Piranha Plant's included in that. Uh, So... Wait, is he is is he part of the five or is he the sixth? Yeah, I think he's part of the five. I'll look. I'm doing it already. All right, fine. Uh, when you tap in Smash Bros. DLC characters, it shows on the top Joker, Doom Guy, Waluigi, Gino, <laughs> which is not true. Uh, he is not part of the five. He is the oh. sixth. You got Piranha Plant, Joker, Hero, Banjo Kazooie, Terry, Byleth. I don't think you can get Piranha Plant anymore. No, it's like a pre-order have to, thing. You have to buy Piranha Plant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that game's amazing. It's also the most, uh, the highest selling fighting game now. Yes, that's how big of a deal it is. And the esports are great. It's like the only esport I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nintendo doesn't support it very well. Yes. Uh, next on this list is Super Mario Maker Two. That game's only important to me. I love it. It's great. It's a pain in the ass because the online's not that good. Yeah. But it's a very good game. I was expecting it to blow up more than it did. I think they really uh, screwed the pooch by having a uh, uh, an endless run, an endless single player, and instead of uh, having a 100 Mario challenge like they did in the previous game. Because there's yeah. no ending. There's no definitive end. It, there's not no goal to reach for, you know? Yeah. It just feels endless. You don't even have this game. I do not. <laughs> me, me singing its praises wasn't enough for you? I mean, I played Mario Maker 1. <laughs> cool, man. Basically the same game. Let's be real here. I think that's why it, it didn't is. do as well as um, people thought it would. Because everybody who would have played it, played it on Wii U. I don't know if the idea of a Mario Maker... Is as universal as everybody thought it was. I think it might have done better if it was just a port, to be completely honest. I mean, on the Wii U, it was a big fish in a small pond. Now yes. it has to compete with like all these other games. Yes. That, also, they they screw up the marketing because... Yes. 
I don't think the biggest deal is making the levels. I think the biggest deal is playing endless amounts of Mario levels and some well, that are way harder than they ever would be. Well, yeah, but where do those levels come from? Right. People make them. Right, but I made one level in Mario Maker 2, you know? Right. I spent all the rest of my time playing other people's levels. Well, that you, is the fun. You made one level, but I'm sure right. there are people out there who've played Mario Maker um who buy it to make levels. Yes. They enjoy making levels. Yes, but I think so, more people would buy it just to play levels. And I think they should have shown that more in the marketing. That that because most people who talk about the game and say they don't want it is I'm never gonna make a level. But that's not why you buy the game. Right. You buy the game to play all the weird, wacky creations people make. Um, Because it's just a Mario game, but it's like the weirdest Mario game you'll ever right. play. But I think you have to emphasize the fact that you're going to be playing levels made by other people. Yeah. So these are going to be weird. Some of them are going to be broken and unplayable, but you know that's what the gimmick is. You that, can't th leave that part out of the marketing. That part of the marketing was cool. Like they'd always show yeah. all the stuff you could do to make levels in the very beginning of the trailers, and then at the yeah. end they show all the weird, wacky creations people make. I think they yeah. should start with the weird, wacky creations people make, and then right. show all the building stuff for all the nerds. Yeah, you know, get get all the normies out of the way, and then get to the nerds. Right? Because people love ma ma freaking uh, Super Mario U Deluxe or whatever. That game's huge, yeah. That game's huge, and that game is not as good as Mario Maker. <laughs> that game, I think, might have sold more. Oh, it definitely did. Uh, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway, we also got SNES games. Uh, yeah. Uh, same deal. <laughs> same deal. These, but, I think we got better games for that. But um, this was the start of Nintendo saying, uh, we're not going to release three games a month anymore. We're going to release new games for NES and SNES. Whatever we feel like it. <laughs> yeah, they also severely limited the uh, amount yeah. of releases, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and people still hated this. But it came with Star Fox 2, right? Yeah, eventually. Uh, that's true, eventually. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Switch Lite, which surprised everybody. Yeah. Everybody was waiting for a Switch Pro. Well, we the, the rumors is always like either a Switch Pro or a portable-only Switch. And everybody really wanted the Switch Pro. And Nintendo's like, nope, you're getting the portable-only one. I don't know if people actually want the Switch Pro. I think people just want to say that they do. Yeah. Uh, the Switch Lite was cool. It was a good idea. I know a lot of people who only play the Switch um, in portable mode. Yeah, you're one of them. Uh, so I think it's I think like 50% of people only play it in portable mode. So I think it's a great idea to have just a portable only one and a cheaper. It's $100 cheaper. Yeah. And it's just as powerful. You're just not playing it with a dock. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't come with a dock, so that saves a little bit of money. Um, and it's slightly smaller. It's a great addition. The only problem is being able to juggle between the Switch Lite and the regular Switch is kind of a nightmare. Because yeah. the saves don't transfer. One has to be a primary. One has to be a secondary. I had a problem where we were going to PAX um, because at the stream pod, there was no internet for the console. So I wouldn't have been able to play my games on my Switch and stream them at the same time. I had to have my roommate dis deactivate my Switch Lite. Uh, so that was a pain in the ass. I also have Ring Fit Adventure on here, which wasn't that big of a deal. It was a great uh, game. Everybody thought it was going to be a big deal, but they kind of fizzled out. Yeah, it wasn't like the Wii Fit. 
Yeah. It's not the same. Uh, it didn't have the same sort of, uh, like, uh, general appeal, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess the balance... I guess at the same time, like, yoga was, like, huge. Yeah. And, and well, like, those mats were, like, a big deal. Also, like, We Fit was pretty much just an exercise software. Right. Ring Fit Adventure is an actual video game. Yeah, they, they market it more as an adventure, the adventure mode, you know? Yeah. But there are exercise. You could just do the exercises. And there are yeah. a lot of We Fit-like stuff, like... uh ways to track your yeah. like strength and uh also and too like remember the Wii was very unique in that it was marketed towards well it like a lot of people older people like seniors and uh parents and people like that who don't typically play video games but who are the type of people who get exercise equipment and like little sports mini games yeah like it, that did well on the Wii the switch is more of a traditional video game system so Something like an exercise game isn't going to do nearly as well. So, so the the Wii had like wellness, imp, uh, like stuff going on. Yeah, like it was put in old folks' homes to get them to move around uh, and play bowling. Yeah, uh, and then the Wii Fit came out, and everyone's like, "Yo, this is great. This will get me moving around." Uh, yeah, it became like a wellness thing, and Nintendo has its own like health department for stuff like that. Yeah, um, and that's probably where the we fit uh the, the ring fit adventure idea came from yeah uh but the switch isn't marketed like that i think if one two switch was a pack-in title it might be a little different maybe but um yeah ring fit adventure is more of a game so i don't think it has the same wide appeal but it's still yeah. good it was good it was good it, it reminds me kind of like when um the xbox one was coming out even before with the 360 with connect Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft was pushing like health and fitness stuff too. Like uh, for Xbox One, they were really going to have like an app that did uh, fitness. Like they got Jillian Michaels to sign on and do like exercise crap. But everybody was like, "Who are you kidding? <laughs> Who are you trying to be? You're the Halo system." Yeah, Just connect. Halo. Everybody was trying to hop on the motion control train. Yeah, and and it just did not work. Yeah. The next big milestone game was Pokemon Sword and Shield. The game was amazing. Yeah. It was great. Game was very good. Um, Lots of controversy. Of course, because people people can't accept uh, the way things are. Uh, this is the game everybody wanted. It's the game every... It's the game everybody wanted, but when they got it, it apparently wasn't anymore. It, 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 they Their expectations weren't met. Here's... here's I just came... This just came to me. And I, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Oh, the last you Jedi say a slur. Oh no, yeah, you did. You just did. <laughs> so you know how at the end Luke faces down the First Order by himself, mm-hmm. and you are upset with it because he didn't crush an A2 M6 with his hands using the Force. But I say it's great because he did exactly what he said he wasn't going to do. He just did it in a way we weren't expecting. Uh huh. Okay. That's Pokemon Sword and Shield. It is exactly the game we want it to be. It just it's like doing that. it in a way we weren't expecting it to. We no. like people <laughs> people expected like the big badass. This epic is what this is Pokemon exactly game. what I expected from a Pokemon game. <laughs> I just, I just maybe thought not, maybe not okay, maybe not you, but like everybody who's mad at it expected Skyrim with cute animals. Right. I I was expecting the whole the whole decks, the whole mm-hmm. Pokedex to be in it. Um, or at least, you know, available to come in. 
Yeah. Uh, but I was expecting these types of graphics and stuff. And the graphics are a big sticking point for a lot of people because the tree textures. Oh my God, look at oh that. Oh my God, but the trees and the shadows are different. It's a beautiful game. It's a very nice looking game. Um, And yeah, the, all, not all the Pokemon are in it, but it's still a big game. Uh, And it's the first actual mainline new Pokemon game on a home console. And it yeah. is really, really, really good. And it's got freaking like, like MMO features. It's got raid yeah. battles and stuff. It's it's awesome. It's an awesome game. It's what we needed from a po- for, for the next evolution of Pokemon games. It's not like they were just gonna flip a switch and then just have freaking Skyrim meets Pokemon. You know? Yeah. This was the this was a slow uh, evolution. Uh, 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 it was actually I think a pretty big leap, but in a lot of people's eyes because it's not freaking Skyrim level graphics. Yeah. I think it's not that big of a leap. But it's amazing. It's a great game. I think it's a great thing for the world of Pokemon. Yes. The next milestone game is Animal Crossing. It's not out yet. Yeah. But uh, it looks like the next big thing. Uh, you played it at PAX. There's a video on it. Check it out on the channel. Yes. YouTube.com slash Wolfdime. Uh, I feel like I didn't get enough time to have any thoughts on it. The problem with Animal Crossing is a game that you can't really play in like a one sitting. Yes. It's the game you have to keep coming back to. Yes. Uh, and then we don't know what the hell the next milestone game is going to be after Animal Crossing. We have no. no idea. Probably Breath of the Wild 2, maybe Metroid Prime 4 with somebody in the chat keeps freaking screaming Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. Yes, we yes we all want Metroid Prime 4, but... Uh... Oh, yeah. Wait. That's another thing that happened was that Metroid Prime 4 got delayed. Yeah. And that's it. Yes. That's the history of the Nintendo Switch, everything we've learned, and uh, we don't know the future. No. I wish I could project, but we do, we literally don't know anything. Really there has been a Nintendo Direct on, with more than just one game in six months. But even though we don't know the future, I think the Nintendo Switch has a pretty solid history up to this point. It's still selling an insane amount. It's still selling very I well. Think it dipped a little uh, the sales, but that's understandable because nothing's coming. Thousands out. of games available for it. Too many of them, very good. Just Some under three thousand games. Yes. Some of them, you know, there are a lot of ports, but, you know, there are games that people genuinely enjoy. There are ports of games you might have missed the first time around. You can pick them up again now. There are ports of games that you would probably prefer playing portably. Yes. Uh, Still my favorite console. Uh, Great times to be had in the future on the Switch. Yes. Yes. Uh, And here's hoping that whatever Nintendo does, like Switch 2, Switch Pro, whatever... It keeps the same momentum going um, that the original Switch yes. currently has. I'm starting to think there's a reason why they haven't announced anything. Like maybe something is going to happen. Like yeah. some weird, they're going to announce some weird initiative or some weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly what it would be. I don't think it's a Switch Pro and I don't think it's a brand new console. But uh, something weird's up ruin, I think. That's it. That's happy three year birthday. Uh, yeah. Now. Let's get to these super chats that we've been putting off. Yeah. We got Derek W. with $2. Corona is spreading around me. Nice knowing you. See ya. All right. Have fun. <laughs> I was just at the uh, PAX East video game convention. Yeah. And I was shaking hands with everybody. I was washing my hands as much as I could. Purelling them, which everybody's saying doesn't work. But it's still better than not washing, than not doing uh, anything. They say if you're going to use Purell, you, you have to use it in conjunction with washing your hands. Yeah. Like, like, it's a good temporary fix. Exactly. But, yeah. 
Um, there was PRL everywhere. Mm-hmm. There was also guys, there were enforcers at PAX whose job was to stand by the escalator and just rub down the handrail. Wow. At every <laughs> escalator. Um, so yeah, I told mom that, uh, I was like shaking hands with everybody. I was hugging and kissing everybody. And she goes, oh, well, I mean, yeah, 30 years, not many people get to live that long. So yeah, yeah, you know, you did good. That, that's good how we run. talk, uh, <laughs> in the wolf household to each other. Uh, Deku Martin with $2 shout out to all the cute boys. People really like that. Our friend Jerry does not like that. Cause he's trying to pitch a show called cute boy pizza roll. And yeah. He thinks that I stole cute boys from him. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mystic Ninja 205. Thank you for being a member here on YouTube. Uh, Sardi, thank you for the two bucks. I'm with Will. Battle mode is the best Mario Kart. You guys are weird. Thank you. Don't listen to Sardi. Uh, they main peach. Uh, <laughs> Ken Toulouse, thank you for being a member here on YouTube. Speedy Gonzalez with five pounds? Yeah. Uh, says, hey guys, happy birthday, Switch. Do you think Square Enix will ever re-release Chrono Trigger I want it so much I could puke um yeah I don't see why not they've re-released it in the past and I know like there's a version on the 3ds that's like the definitive version I'd say so yeah I think you just gotta be patient there's no they put everything else on the switch all the Final Fantasy games so Chrono Trigger should be soonish i would imagine they re-released it on pc yeah the problem is when they re-release chrono trigger it's been like weird types of ports like the font doesn't add up right or like the graphics are kind of bad things like that i thought it was released on the japanese snes classic i I think it was no i don't know i'm not seeing information on it Yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't think it was. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, where am I? Uh, Captain Tempest with uh, donated two dollars. Hey, Wolf Bros, just got my Satisfy Grip bundle in the mail today, and this is the real deal. Feels comfortable and durable. Thanks for the recommendation. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the channel through our sponsors. And also, knowing that we don't F around nope. when we talk about a sponsorship. We actually like whatever we talk about. Yes. Uh, Speedy Gonzalez with another two uh, pounds. Lots of people want a Pokemon Sword and Shield to be Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. Yeah, basically. They Breath of the Wild is um, pretty much just Skyrim, but less Skyrim-y. <laughs> yeah, people wanted... That big open world. And you know what? We got a big open area. Baby steps. The wild area. Uh, Deku Martin with $2. Hey, Bob. Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle? Charmander. I pick Squirtle. Charmander. I pick the answer Squirtle. is Charmander. You're an idiot Squirtle. if you pick anything else. The answer is Charmander. It's always Charmander. Charmander is the best because he turns into Charizard, who is also the best. Although I have to fight AJ's Squirtle a lot, so I might be, I might be rolling back on that Squirtle. Uh... <laughs> Chichi Zekitty with 20 DKK <laughs> Donkey Kong coins. Uh, even after 1.5 years was late, Breath of the Wild is best game. Uh, yeah, I was Will's like recently playing it, right? I yeah, I forgot when I got it, but I I got it 
well after everybody else did. I was shocked whenever I was be playing something and I would see Will's online playing Breath of the Wild. Yep. How far uh, did you I, get in it? Because I only got to like the second uh, Divine Beast. I got up to the Divine Beast. I think I beat the I second Divine Beast and that was I it. didn't face any of them yet because I got nervous. So I went back and I like tried to like upgrade my gear and like try to get stuff to help me face them. Right. Because I hate in video games when especially like RPGs or adventure games where you get to a point but you're clearly not powerful enough to move forward. So you have to go back and try to you know, upgrade yourself. Right. So I'm trying to do that now. I was doing that in Breath of the Wild before I moved on to whatever the hell I played next. Um, and DKK is a Danish crone. Oh, thank you for the Danish crone. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the PlayStation anniversary. Yes. The next so, anniversary that we have. So today, today, uh, March 4th is the 20th anniversary of the release of the PlayStation 2 in Japan. Uh, came out in North America and around the world not too long after, I don't think. What is my favorite PlayStation 2 game? So here's the thing with us. Yeah. We had a GameCube. We had a that, GameCube for the longest time. That was our introduction intro into this generation of console yes we didn't get a playstation 2 until way later i want to like say 2004 damn yeah so that was only it two was... years before the ps3 yeah it's it was different back then because you know we didn't have work so we could play whenever we wanted and, uh, and but... a lot of multi-platform games came out for both yes but also too um but there weren't as many games, I don't think. So you can play through like a lot of games real in a really quick period of time mm -hmm. back then. Like everybody played the same games. GameCube if... focused pretty hard on power. Yeah. It was weird for Nintendo. I mean, well, at the time Nintendo was doing that. And then the Wii came out and they were like, forget it. We're going back. Yeah. We we we're we're reeling back. We're gonna stop trying to compete. And also the GameCube was a huge failure for Nintendo. Yes. It was a great system. Yeah, and many people remember it more fondly than the original Xbox or even the, the PS2. But right, the PS2, I believe, is still the best-selling video game system of all time with 155 million units sold. It was a huge deal. Yeah. It was a huge deal. Uh, it was a big thing for gaming. Mm -hmm. um, I still don't know what my favorite game would be. Tony Hawk, pretty good, Tony but I think Tony Hawk 2 is my favorite Tony Hawk game. That's a PlayStation 1. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, well, Tony Hawk Three and Tony Hawk's Underground were a PS2, and those are my two favorites. Um, Resident Evil Four eventually came to the PS2, so there's that. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Two and Three. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's it. Three. Three yeah. is my favorite uh, PS2 game. Metal I think Gear we. Solid 3. I think I eventually bought a PS2 because we were playing Snake, uh, Twin Snakes, a lot on GameCube. And finally, I was just like, let's just buy a PS2 and play Sons of Liberty, damn it. <laughs> so I did that. Um, it was worth it. We have Half-Life on PlayStation 2? I bought it years later. Wow. Yeah, because I don't. I currently don't have a way to play ha the original Half-Life. Also, Half-Life on PS2 comes with a PS2 exclusive um, co-op mode, Day of Decay. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That sounds like a good way to play that game. Yeah. Also, 
probably runner up for best game on the PlayStation 2. Burnout 3 Takedown and Burnout Revenge. Yes. I lumped them together because they're pretty much the same. Yeah. Those are still two of the best racing games ever. And they still look incredible. They look incredible and play really, really well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's a plenty of other amazing games for PlayStation 2. Yeah. Um, SOCOM was another big online game that a lot of people played. That was a big splash in the uh, gaming world when that came out. Yeah. I know, of course, the Grand Theft Auto series, GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas um, pretty much made the PlayStation 2 the biggest selling system ever. Two came out for for PlayStation Two. I mean, three came out for PlayStation Two. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, we didn't. We only played San Andreas. Well, we played uh, three and Vice City at like friend houses and stuff. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, it was unescape. It was inescapable. But right. when we bought our PS2, that was the year San Andreas came out. So we figured just buy that. Yeah. Uh, San Andreas. I liked running around and just beating people up. But San Andreas, uh, San Andreas is a lot like Red Dead Redemption Two, and that it makes you do a lot of like meaningless crap. Right. Yeah, I lost interest pretty quickly in the story. Yeah. Uh, Grand, Which, Th- Grand Theft Auto Two and Grand Theft Auto Five were the only ones that I ever beat. Yeah. Um, there's also some great Mega Man games. I was actually a fan of Mega Man X Eight. Yeah. Uh, I didn't beat it, but I had a good uh, time with it. This was also the system that Guitar Hero launched on. Guitar True. Hero 1 and 2 were big successes. Big, like The most popular party game for years. So, uh, I had a good time with our PS2. I yeah. probably played, again, the biggest ones. Uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 yeah. and 2. I played 2, but 3 I had more fun with. Um, and, uh, Burnout. I played a lot of Burnout. Yeah. Most of the stuff that we played in that generation was on GameCube. We would usually get the GameCube version. Well, I'm, I'm looking through now. I'm, uh, the Devil May Cry trilogy on the on PlayStation 2. Uh, I played a lot of that. Th- those games are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much two, but one of three definitely are. Well, one of the best uh, games of the generation was Resident Evil 4. Yeah. And that was a GameCube. Debuted uh, on GameCube, eventually came to PS2. Right. Um, Onimusha, along the lines, though, Onimusha Warlords, which is basically Resident Evil and Samurai era Japan. Right. That, that game is good. fantastic. I love that game. That was good. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man <laughs> 2. That's a, that was a big... Oh, our OBS disconnected. Great. Oh, uh, great. Uh, well, the podcast is going to hear this. What should we say exclusively okay. for the podcast, people? Um, you're the sexiest people. That might be the first thing that the stream hears back. <laughs> um. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, Spider-Man Two, the movie, the game for PS2. Um, that game is fantastic. Um, doesn't yes. hold up very well, but Spider-Man it was like Two a, was a big deal for the yeah. PlayStation Two because it was around the era where every game was trying to rip off Grand Theft Auto. And Spider-Man 2 was one of the few to do it in a very smart and unique way. Yeah, and, and the web-slinging mechanics were a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So much so the guy tried to kickstart his own web-slinging game, but I don't know if that even ended up working out. Uh, it was successful, but I don't know what happened to that game. Um, I'm trying to say, uh, Silent Hill 2 came out on PS2, and I know that's everybody's favorite survival horror game. 
I played it years later and like I don't I couldn't get into it. Maybe I need to try again. I think it's just too late. Maybe. Something like that. And they also came out with a slim PlayStation 2. Yes. Um not the first time they revamped a console, but that was like a one of the first times they did it in the middle of the system's life cycle. Mm. And people, even if they owned a PlayStation 2 beforehand, they went out and bought a PS2 Slim. It was a significantly better version. Yes. It was faster. Uh, a lot of people had issues with like their disk drives and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, people played so much PlayStation 2 that they just wanted a better experience. You know? Yeah. Also, this had the... Because the PlayStation 2 was the first PlayStation to be uh, online capable. But the original fat model, uh, this bad boy right here, you had to buy a modem adapter. Mm -hmm. The slim model had the modem built in. Ah. So you just plug an Ethernet jack in there and you're good. It was way better. It was a way better system. Yeah, Didn't it have a different like uh, CD drive and stuff? It, had, it was a top loader CD drive. Right, but wasn't it lot. something different about the laser in it? Maybe. I don't know. Like it could play certain PlayStation 1 games that the other one couldn't? No. no. Um, well, that's, that's one of the things about the PS2 was backwards compatible with every PlayStation game P at the time. PS1 and PS2. Mm -hmm. um, the Slim model, like later renditions of the Slim model took out the PlayStation 1 processor and emulated them software okay. based. They, it still played everything though. Didn't Wasn't there an issue with black discs or was that PlayStation 3? No, so the PS2... PS2 games came in two forms, blue discs and uh, clear discs. Mm -hmm. The blue discs were... The blue discs were CD-ROMs. The clear discs were DVDs. And because the CD-ROMs were lighter, um, there wasn't enough weight to hold them down so that it didn't read properly. The, mm -hmm. uh, the grips didn't catch them and the laser couldn't read them properly. Later renditions of the PlayStation fixed that, but I know that's an issue in some cases. All right, well, how do you rank the PlayStation 2 in in all the consoles? Towards the top, like Towards top five, top. absolutely. Because it, it wasn't just like a revolutionary game console. It was a revolution in terms of like games as entertainment. This was a lot of people's first DVD player. Mm -hmm. And it, that's it was, true. That's a big deal. It, yeah. At the time, it was cheaper than DVD players. Yeah, so for 300 bucks when dvd players were a lot more than that you got a dvd player and uh, a video game system and it was a dvd player right out of the box you didn't have to do anything you just put the dvd in and you were good to go that was a big knock against the gamecube that was a big reason to get the ps2 the instead of the game and against the original xbox because the original xbox could play dvds but you had to buy a remote for it in order mm. to unlock that feature uh the GameCube ended up having a DVD attachment, right? And then they had the Philips version. No, the, that... the GameCube was the the Panasonic Q was a Japanese only version of the GameCube that could right. play DVDs. Was that? Oh, it was Panasonic. It was Panasonic. Panasonic. Yeah, I thought there was a DVD attachment. No, no, that's the HD DVD for a three sixty for a three sixty. Yeah, um, they should have learned. Yeah, but yeah, the PlayStation Two like was one of the first video game systems, if not the first video game systems that was more than a video game system. It was an essential part of your entertainment lineup. It was like sleek black, so it fit with like your CD player and your VHS deck and things like that. 
Yeah, and so Microsoft didn't get it until the Xbox One X. No, the Xbox One. Yeah, to, to make it like an entertainment console, and yeah. they still didn't really get it right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the PlayStation Two. Yeah. Great piece of gaming history. Twenty Great years old today. History. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um. That's old. Yeah. We're, we're old. We are. We are ancient. My back hurts. And everything. Uh, I'm gonna delete this story. I was gonna talk about some mario 64 mods there's okay. there's now a, a friggin you can download a rom for mario party 64 it's some guy made mario party in all the mini games or like mini mini game inspired mario 64 it's just mario party mini games in mario 64 okay it looks cool there's also a banjo kazooie mod which is banjo kazooie inside mario 64 that i saw yeah uh go look that up on your own time I'm going to talk about the Final Fantasy VII demo, the remake demo. Okay. Did, did you, you play it? I did. Okay. How, let me, let, talk let to me, me. Let me tell you about my experience with, right. with uh, Final Fantasy VII remake demo. I had an appointment to play it at PAX uh, on Saturday. I played it. Uh, it's good. The combat's weird because it's like real-time combat. It's kind of like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Uh, so it's real-time turn-based like you pick your moves and stuff but it's yeah. still real time kind of like a, a little bit like uh night seal republic kind of too uh it's good it's good it's okay. but okay so the demo that they had at pax was i think a year old i think it was before e3 they had they okay. made that demo so it was the same sort of weird like the frame rate wasn't great in certain aspects there was only like uh like maybe like four bad guys before the boss. Uh, and then you fight this big boss and it took a long time and I just ate potions. I was having a hard time figuring out what, like that I need to block instead of dodge roll because my instinct was to dodge roll kind of like in Dark Souls. Yeah. But really you have to block. Um. So I thought it was okay. I, th- I, 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 I was like... This is fun enough for me to purchase and try to get more into it as as I play because I want to experience Final Fantasy VII. Right. Um, however, when we got home Sunday night, I believe uh, they decided to release Final Fantasy VII the remake demo on the PlayStation Store for free for anybody. And this right. is a bigger demo. It's a newer demo. It's way better. It's way better made. I don't know why they wouldn't let us capture footage of the demo that's almost a year old. Um, that part is in the new demo that they just released. Um, but it doesn't have the bad guys before the big boss. There's, there's, a, there's a lot more bad guys to fight. Uh, you get less potions. It's not, easy, it's not as easy. Um, there was one guy who got a lot of crap on Twitter. Did you see this? No, I didn't a, see it. A guy said that... Um, he he was like the combat's too difficult it doesn't tell you anything you have to figure it out and there's a lot of menus and stuff and 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 meters and like it's too confusing and hard to do and everybody's been giving him crap because the game tells you what to do okay as somebody who doesn't normally play games that are like real time turn based like this i'll say that it is um a little difficult to wrap your head around but the game does walk you through it pretty well the game tells you what to do. Right. When I first played it, I didn't see any of the freaking meters. 
I just kept seeing my menu turn gray every once in a while. Right. Uh, this playthrough, it was a little better. The health is smaller than your, like, uh, ability meter. I don't know what it's called. Got him. You got I got him. him. I got him. Yeah. Your health is smaller than your ability meter, like whatever the meter is to do your special attacks. Yeah. Uh, I think that the health is a little more important. So anyway, my abilities would just turn gray every once in a while. So that, it's, okay. it's kind of weird. It's a weird game. Well, um, it's always been a weird game, but yeah. Also, I think the new demo is harder than the demo that I played because you get less potions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's longer. I didn't play the whole thing. I died at the boss and I just played it like an hour ago. So I had to stop yeah. for the podcast. Um, but it's a better demo. It's way better. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, would you like to ask me any questions about the demo? Uh, yeah. So how long is the demo? I don't know. I want to say like an hour. Is it like a part in the beginning of the game or like towards the middle? Well, you never really played Final Fantasy. I so. don't know. It feels like it's towards the beginning. I don't think it's the very beginning. Okay. Because it kind uh, of throws you into like a mission with uh the other freaking guy. I don't know. Garrett. Garrett and three other people that I don't think you see ever again. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember those people ever. So when it goes into combat, is it like older Final Fantasies where there's an overworld where you walk around and then it like no. goes into like a No. So, uh you run into them and they go, Hey, stop there, and then you're just fighting them. You just okay. like, like he pulls a sword off his back and then you can slash. Like it doesn't go into a separate mode. It's okay. all real time. Interesting. Uh except when you go through when you hit the menu, time kind of slows down, so you can yeah. choose menu options. What's interesting is there's three difficulty settings when you start the demo. The first one is classic, and mm. that is just straight turn-based. <laughs> I haven't seen anything about it, yeah. but it's turn-based, and they say the difficulty is as easy as the easy mode. Um, okay. But there you can pick your moves and just fight, and the camera's fixed and stuff. So it just plays like Final Fantasy. So if you want to play classic Final Fantasy, you can just play the classic mode. Right. Uh, then there's the easy mode and then there's the normal mode. I played on normal and it was actually pretty difficult uh, for some. So there's the, the enemies are, there's, uh, like normal dudes with guns. There's dogs. And for some reason, the dogs have way more health than the, uh, normal mm-hmm. dudes. They were like harder to kill. And then there was like a mid boss. And then there was like a big scorpion spider thing. Um, it's kind of fun. Like I'm kind of, okay. I've never played a game like that before. It's not really my type of game, but it's kind right. of fun. It, it's still a little weird getting used to the combat because it's not real time and it's not turn based. It's like yeah. a mix, and like you have to do a lot of DPS. You have to sit there and like mash the button to like hurt people. Yeah. So it feels a little weird. Um, and playing as Garrett isn't that great. Um, but it's fun, and I'm willing. I might like slap it on easy mode to try to plow through it. Right. Um. But it's a fun game. I'm willing to try my best to go through it just for the story because it's supposed to be one of the best, most iconic stories in gaming. Yeah. What do you feel about it? Are you going to play it? I. It's. It's definitely a game I want to. I actively want to try it out. Like, it's not one of those games where, like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it and, like, never get to it. It's, it's something that I am very actually interested in. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I do want to uh, experience, like, actually experience. Because I feel like Final Fantasy VII 
like regardless of what you think of it, it is a very important game. Right. And I feel like any way you can experience it, like you should experience it. And and if that includes the new way to do it, then so be it. And I want to experience the new way to do it. I just don't know if I'm ever going to have the time to do this again. Right. Um, I do pick up my switch and play, play it occasionally, but it's like quick, short burst games. Final fantasy is not that. No, it's never not has been, never will be. So that's another thing. Yeah. I got to pick up my PlayStation to play this. So. Yeah. But no, it's fun. like, I'm willing to like, I'm thinking about it now. Like I, yeah. I might replay the demo just to get past where I got past before. Yeah. Um, there is some weird stuff in the demo. Like there's one elevator that mm-hmm. takes like a year to get up and there's no reason for it. There's not loading another area. It's getting you from one point in the same area to another. And yeah. it's not a long elevator. It's very, it's like one story, but you walk in, you press the button, the door closes, you stand there and then it goes up and then it stops and then the door opens and then you leave. But mm. a part prior to that, you jumped over a, a subway turnstile. So like, <laughs> why can't I just jump over the? It's just yeah. weird little things like that also there was like one voice line oh he goes he looks at garrett and he goes i should have asked for more money but the way he says it isn't like fluid with the conversation yeah. at all. uh there's like weird little things but it's still a beautiful game the mm-hmm. voice acting is pretty good i think garrett's a little a little too stereotypical i've heard i think he's they like, went a little i mean that's what he was originally yeah but, but like, originally he didn't have a voice it was just text. Yeah, but you could tell. Yeah. You could tell what they were doing. <laughs> and that yeah, they went a little too hard on that, but uh they should have changed some st- I know they want to be faithful to like the uh dialogue yeah. or whatnot, but they maybe uh there's some like cursing for the sake of cursing. Yeah. Oh, Barrett. We keep saying Garrett. Garrett. Sorry. I just You can tell to you. we've never played. Yeah. Uh anyway, it's good. Uh I'm excited to play more of it. Um, real quick, did we get a donation? Oh, we did. We got donations. Yeah. Uh, we got Prakash Tiwari with a hundred, whatever that is, squigglies. Yes. That is a squiggly line. Will you tell I, me what that is? I'm Googling it now. Switch Pro in 2021. What do you think about the future of Xbox One X? Got one yesterday. Uh, I think it's not looking too great because at the end of the year, we're going to get the friggin' uh, Xbox Series X. Well, Xbox One X is in a different situation than uh, previous uh, last-gen systems because Microsoft is really pushing the whole uh, play it on Xbox regardless of which system you have. Correct. So the, see, really, the, the, the One X will last longer than the original xbox one right so this is more along the lines of i would say you know if the xbox one x is an iphone 11 then the series x would be the pro same thing just one's significantly more powerful here i would say the one x is the iphone 10 x max the highest 10. What's right. the highest 10? I think it's um, the XR Max. Yeah, whatever. That yeah. and the Series X is the regular 11. Okay. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Because it's the baseline of the next generation. Right. Um, I get it. And uh, that was uh, Indian Rupee. 
Oh, how come we didn't know that? Because I don't think we. Before. I don't think anybody's ever sent us Indian rupees before. Really? They sent us um, rupees. Oh, I always call everything rupees. Yeah. Hollow souls with two hard Cana- uh, American dollars. Says, do you think we'll see more from software games? Absolutely. No. No, no from Never software again. is done. Over. Never Forget, Forget it. it. You'll Never see anything. Will more said again. it. That means it's true. Uh, yeah. I I don't know if we'll see them on Switch. I think we're gonna get a weird one. I think we're gonna get a weird like licensed from software game. Do they do licensed games? No, but they will. I think they're gonna do a weird one. I think we're gonna see something like wacky. Yeah. Come out of from software. They're doing Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, but no, we're going to get a Dark Souls 4 at some point. Yeah. We're going to get a Bloodborne 2 because that did so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think we're going to get a weird, wacky From Software game mm-hmm. that we're not expecting. Um, anyway, uh, I have on here. This is just I'm going to mention real quick. Just a public okay. service announcement. Um Basically, every Mega Man game on the Switch is on sale right now. Yes. Uh, uh, Mega Man 11 is half price. So instead of $30, it's $15. Mm-hmm. Not that good. Uh, don't buy it. <laughs> the X Legacy Collection, 110% absolutely buy this. It is also 50% off. Instead of $20, it is $10. Uh, both of them. The Legacy, X Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Ah. So, yeah. So, so basically, Mega Man... X Legacy Collection 1 and 2 and regular Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 are all $10 individually. Yes. Uh, yes. So I would absolutely out of all of them, if you don't have the... If you've never played Mega Man X before, it is one of the greatest games of all time. Get it for 10 bucks, And then you, if you like it, you can play 2, you can play 3, you can play 4. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you really like it, you can get the... Uh, X Legacy Collection 2 and play all the bad ones. Yes. <laughs> so I think uh, I, I was talking to the guys who did 30XX, the Mega Man knockoff roguelike. Yeah. They did 20XX, now they're doing 30XX. Uh, they're saying it's inspired by Mega Man 4. Is that the first one you play? Zero? Yeah. Mega Man X4. That's the first one that was on original PlayStation, and I know a lot of people really like that game. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is the first. We have it. I've never played. Yeah, it. Uh, I, play I do need to get through all the X games. I'm trying to get through Zero. That's yeah. kind of a priority for me. Also, I just purchased uh, Gunvolt Chronicles. <laughs> Let me see if I can do this. Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger X. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> There's also another game, Dragon Marked for Death. That is a uh, another. Uh, Inti creates game that looks really good. I played a hot minute of it. It's a four-player co-op game. It's like a Mega Man game, but it's a dungeon crawler. And it's four players. So it's pretty cool. And I'm trying to get my friends to play it. But, you know. Yeah. I'm 30 and everyone's busy. (laughs) Um, Next, you put this here. Star Wars Project Maverick leaked. Yeah. So recently there was like talk of this thing called Project Luminous. And they revealed what it was. And basically, it's a a publishing initiative where it's going to be stories in the Star Wars books set in the Star Wars universe 200 years before The Phantom Menace in a time called The High Republic. Right. Which is what 
which is when like you know the republic's at its height the jedi are flourishing and there's evil afoot um recently as in today uh on the certain playstation accounts were leaking something called project maverick a new star wars video game one that hasn't officially been announced by publisher electronic arts may have been revealed thanks to the data mining the uh data mine playstation store listing according to the twitter account psn releases uh which is run by a bot that monitors sony's playstation network for new playstation 4 game releases and updates a title called star wars project maverick is in development the title was simply this title was simply uploaded as maverick according to the twitter account but was paired with artwork that reveals a potential new star wars game that artwork features a lone Imperial Star Destroyer and a fleet of small X-Wing fighters, implying that the project would likely take place around the original Star Wars trilogy era. Uh, the nice. setting for that aerial battle uh, appears to be Mustafar, the volcanic planet, Sanctuary of Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, you had the picture on screen of uh, the Project Maverick. It looks like art. the X-Wings are going towards the Star Destroyer. Yes. <laughs> so Maverick... Is that the name of a Star Destroyer? I don't think so. I don't think Maverick is a name of anything in Star Wars specifically. It implies like a rogue agent or Correct. a rogue something. Yes. So maybe they're going undercover into the Imperials or something. Maybe. Uh, according to a recent report from Kotaku, publisher Electronic Arts um, has two new Star Wars projects in development, a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order and a smaller, more unusual project at EA Motive. Motive Studios co-developed uh, Battlefront 2 and is working on another untitled Star Wars project. I'm hoping for some weird Star Wars games because yeah, I th- those are the best. Like we've, there used to be so many great Star Wars games. Yeah. And now, like we're just getting. I I feel like they're not going weird enough. Like uh, Republic imagine- Commando. Like yeah. remember that <laughs> Rainbow Six and Star Wars? Yeah, like you imagine if cool. this was a stealth game? Yeah, like if this was Splinter Cell in Star Wars. How yeah, crazy would that be? I'd be so down. Yeah, it's about time we get a new stealth game. So the thing is, the the fact that it's called Project Maverick is making me think it's similar to Project Luminous in that Luminous, you know, the High Republic. That's a bunch of books set during one time frame telling a basic overall story. So I'm imagining Project Maverick is something similar in the video game landscape. Like it's it's not necessarily going to be one game, it's going to be a couple of games okay. that sort of tie into a certain time period and a certain overall narrative. So 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 the thing with the High Republic, which is official, this is yes. this came from Star Wars themselves. Yeah. Um I have it on screen. This is a new time period that they're exploring. Yes. Uh, and it's, they're going to have, I mean, they're starting off with books and comic books about this time period. And then yeah. they're going to make more stuff out of it. Yes. Supposedly, if it's successful. Um, it, I'm, get, I'm getting prequel vibes at a High Republic. Well, yeah, it's t- set before Phantom Menace, of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't know about it. But I mean, we, it, it kind of, when I learned about it, it kind of made me feel like, um, a little sad because i was like i get it star wars isn't for me anymore it's I for know. new people and like like your kid is gonna eat this up oh yeah know? Mm-hmm. uh so yeah that's that's what this is 
four. Um, I mean, some of it looks kind of cool. Like the bad guys look kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, the Maverick Project Maverick looks like it's. I mean, they said it looks like it's set in the original trilogy era or somewhere around yeah. there. Um, I'm, I'm so down. I just hope it's. I hope it's. I, I'm glad that Fallen Order did really well. Yeah. Because now I'm hoping that they get the hint that we need more single player games. And not just some freaking money grabbing uh multiplayer easy fart out games like yeah. uh Battlefront two. I'm glad EA Motive is not working on more Battlefront. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's working on more Battlefront. Although I've heard like, you know, take this for what it's worth, but over the years like EA has like made Battlefront 2 like an actual like competitive good game. Mm-hmm. There's still microtransactions and crap in it, but like it's not as egregious as it was. I don't know how much I buy that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, take take it for what you will, but All right. We're So I think I just thought that was cool that we're getting more Star Wars. Good. We need know, more Star Wars games. Cuz you know what? No matter what, Star Wars is still cool. <laughs> yes. Um the last thing I have on here, we'll talk real quick about it. Yes. Uh, the Batman picture. Yes. Um, this is a new set photo that just came out today. Yes. Uh, director Matt Reeves posted new pictures from the Batman, his Batman movie, and it is the Batmobile. Yo. And and we see his ears, by yes. the way. Uh, well, the, there was those leaked set pictures of him on the motorcycle. Oh, that's true. And you see his ears. Um, but this is like, I think this is actually Robert Pattinson in the suit before it was the stunt guy. Oh, okay. I didn't realize but, that. Yeah, but this is uh, the Batmobile for the movie. I'm getting hard Sean Gordon Murphy vibes with that Batmobile. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of like 70s era Batman. But like, this, it's a supercar. It's a muscle car. Yeah. Like, well, this is rad. Yeah, like uh, 70s, 70s Batman, like Neil Adams Batman drove a muscle car. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't have overt fins. It didn't have anything, like, super comic Oh, you're talking about comic book 70s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was basically a blue car with, like, a black hood that kind of looked like Batman's silhouette. But it was a it was a freaking Mustang for all intents and purposes. Yeah, no, this looks like a freaking Mustang or a Charger or something. Yeah, uh, which... it's a, It looks amazing. I love this. I love it because I'm... Look, as much as I love the Nolan trilogy... I'm happy we're moving away from the tank look. Yeah. Because that was good when Nolan did it, but that can't be the default Batman car all the time. Batman has had a wide variety of different types of Batmobiles. He's had sports cars. He's had military vehicles. He's had weird hybrids of the two. He's had luxury sedans. He's had all sorts of things. So I think this is a a new... uh, unique take on the same concept that you know can be like an iconic car for years to come i i think this is i think they're kind of going walking back to like uh how batman used to be like the origins of batman yeah um we're getting i mean we the he's still got kind of that like militaristic look about him which is fine um but they walked it back a lot more than they did in batman versus superman yeah um it looks a lot more traditional and yeah. the car is freaking I, I i'm in love with this car i think it's yeah so cool. it's a very i can't wait to get the hot wheels of this 
and you know it doesn't even look like batty like the like the tail end of it kind of yeah it has fins and it has like the 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 fire jet engine in the back Mm -hmm. i'm sure like when we see it like in the movie it'll it will look and feel like a batmobile um but i just think this is really really cool I wonder if Sean Murphy had anything to do with this because uh, I don't know. If you, it's, it, I'm getting that, and that the bat suit a little bit too. Yeah, the bat suit. I mean, the bat suits all like cobbled together from like Sean Murphy, Lee Bermejo, um, slight Bob Kane vibes in there too. Um, yeah. Well, he's dead, so he's not working on it. Right. Also, he's <laughs> he's a fraud, so he didn't actually do any of the art. Yeah. Um, but no, I I this is gonna be awesome. I'm I'm yeah. super down for this. Yeah, I can't I can't wait. Uh okay. Uh tweet of the week time. Tweet of the week, tweet of the week, tweet of the week. There's two here. I yeah, I I put one in there real quick. Uh so the one I put in here, I actually put in a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh it is by Kivan Bay, who says, dog people always act like dogs are so much better than cats, but as a cat person, I just want to say that you never see cats working with the cops. <laughs> and good. he follows that up with a subtweet of um, Grumpy Cat superimposed on Hannibal Burris saying, why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> That's your favorite. That is my favorite. I use that for everything. All right, now what's yours here? All right. Um, so mine is from. Hold on, let it load. B- Best Cardigans. Yeah, it, it's it's from TikTok, but it's it's good. I think I've seen this. I'm just gonna play it. All right. Yes, I have seen this. Hello there. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> All right, so for podcast listeners, it's guy, yeah. it's two guys at a, it's a bunch of guys at a Walmart. One guy jumps out with a lightsaber and goes, "Hello there," and then, <laughs> and then it pans to two guys, two guys on top of each other with a million lightsabers. Four, General Kenobi, like General Grievous. Yeah, and just wildly flinging them around. The worst yeah. part about this is that the guy on the bottom is wearing flip flops and and uh, socks. Yeah, uh, don't like it anymore. Uh, it's. I don't care. I that's I laugh every time I see a hello there, General. Kenobi I will meme. say that is not the original meme for that. That there was another one on TikTok that I saw. Yeah, that's I, just the one that uh my good buddy Mafela sent me. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, say what you will about the prequels, they got some really good memes. <laughs> yes. All right, I have to pee. Okay. Do you have the Discord open? Uh yes. Let me just close some windows down because otherwise, I need to stop using Chrome because it just hogs up all my RAM. I use Chrome. I don't care. I know. I have a good. Um, but yeah, I got it open. We'll do last well, week's first. You got to do the whole spiel. Now is when we talk to you people, and I'm yes! gonna leave right now. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you love to comment on last week's WolfDenLive, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments. We will get to them when we are done with everybody else. And I guess Bob is still peeing. So, using the hashtag WolfDenLive, uh, Muhammad Hader, what helps the channel more if I watch the videos with the most views or the least views? Um, 
we'll wait for Bob to come back for that. Uh, I'd imagine if, if you watch a video with more views, because it's already popular in the algorithm. Um, so it just keeps it, you know, in people's rotation more. Um, but then again, you know, I could always use views, so you can watch some of my lower viewed stuff. Um, so there's that. Uh, Shepherd Boy over on Twitter. So the question is, should I bother getting a pro controller or give up on Nintendo? I've been a long time Nintendo fan and I'm starting to think they're not, they're just not that good of a company anymore. Much rather spend my money on working products and better games. Well, I mean, the games are still good. The games don't really have anything to do with the controller itself. Um, if you don't want to get a pro controller, just get an 8-bit 2 controller. Those work just as well. Uh, I know a lot of people like have problems with the pro controller, especially the D-pad. But pound for pound, it is still a great controller to use for the Switch. The biggest knock, well, the two biggest knocks against it are the D-pad and the fact that it's really expensive for a controller. Uh, it should not be that expensive for any controller, but because they, you know, they cram so much crap into it, you know, the motion controls, the HD, uh, doesn't have HD rumble, um, NFC. Yep. Well, welcome back. I'm back. Okay. Um, Muhammad Hader asked on Twitter, what helps the channel more if I watch the video with the most views or the least views? I'm going to say the least. Okay, because I said the opposite. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, as long as you're watching the videos, it, yeah. it's all that matters. Um, watch, watch as many videos as possible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we need people to watch the ones with the least amount of views. Yes, you know, we need people to bring that up. But I guess it—that's a hard question. Yeah, because it's better if people kind of dogpile on a video. But we need people to watch the ones with the least views. So yeah. I'd say overall helping the channel, watch the ones with the least views. The problem is it's hard to watch the ones with the least views because YouTube won't show them to you. Yeah. YouTube will shove down your throat the ones with the most views. And that that's why I said watch those because they're already in like people's, you know, suggested and whatnot. And if you watch those, it'll just keep the videos in rotation and hopefully that keeps the channel in people's rotation. And then they eventually want to go back and watch all the other stuff. Right. And that's reasonable. Yeah. But we don't need help with the popular videos. You know what I mean? Like they're already popular. Right. No, I, and I understand that. We do need help with the not popular ones. Yeah. Also what does help liking the video and commenting. Yes. If, if there's a video with not a lot of views, like, and comment. And yeah. uh, and then watch the whole. This is very important for all of the videos, but especially the ones that don't get a lot of views, like my last video. Watch the whole video, and then watch another video afterwards. It doesn't even have to be one of our videos. Just watch the whole video, and then stay on YouTube and click on the page to go to a, another video. That helps tremendously. I don't know. It might even help more than a like. Uh, uh, I don't know where we are. And then Shepard Boy, I'll just say it again. The question is, should I bother getting a pro controller or give up on Nintendo? I've been a long time Nintendo fan, and I'm starting to think that they're just not that good of a company anymore. Much rather spend my money on working products and better games. 
it depends. I mean, it sounds like you don't want one, so I don't get one. You don't. Not everybody needs one. Like I know yeah. a lot of people who are perfectly fine playing with a Joy-Con grip. I still don't own one. All my like pro controllers are third party. Right. Uh. So when you sit down on the couch to play a game, well, actually, no, you play in portable mode. Yeah. So never mind. You don't count. Well, when I when I play, because I've had to capture like DC Universe Online and Ultimate Alliance. When I sit down here, like to play it, I'll hook up like my PDP provided Wolf Den branded controller. Uh the wired one. Yes. Okay. But I'm I'm actually I'm playing that like here. Like TV is over there. Like there's not a lot of room, so I, like you know I can stay connected to it. So. Right. Um. So yeah, it, it sounds like you don't want one. So don't so don't get one. Yeah. Um. If you really want like a pro style controller, get eight bit do then. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the SN30 Pro Plus. But mm-hmm. again, maybe you do, maybe you don't play a lot of 2D games. Maybe you don't need it. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, was that all the Twitter ones? No, one more. Haru says, Bob loves Animal Crossing. Hashtag winning. I never said that. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to play it, though. I feel like I still didn't get to experience it. Um, all right. Last week's. Last week's Wolf Den Live on YouTube, we got Ricardo Bruno, who says, two of you made unbelievably lot of misinformation and completely wrong statements in this video. What the hell is a reason to talk things which you know nothing about? Okay. What was one of the things that we got wrong? <laughs> so if you're I watching... I would like to be informed. If you're watching this video now and we said something bad or wrong um, and you're going to tell us that, Please specify. Yeah. We need to we need to be corrected. Yes. If you're going to write a broken English uh, comment saying that we said something wrong and we're misinformed, please tell us. Please be specific about what we were misinformed about. Uh, Lorenzo. Fred, I will say that Fred said that a lot of the comments were saying that we're awful people and we said a lot of dumb things. What did we even talk about last week? That's what I said. We talked about the specs of the Xbox Series X. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we got wrong. All right. Probably some teraflop garbage. But oh, also, boy. I think people are being uh, console loyalists. Feels right. Uh, Lorenzo Cerventi says, guys, VRR is the opposite of what you explained. Is the TV that adapt to the... F- Why is everybody just doesn't know English? Uh, is the TV that adapts to the frame rate of the console in order to lower screen tearing? I think we corrected it. I think I, I think said so. it was like something, and then I was like, "Oh no, it's like it's like this," and then we immediately corrected it. Yeah, it's it's very confusing because like this is the first time, pretty much ever, that you know, in order to get the most out of your system you need a specific type of TV that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> oh, a variable refresh rate. Oh, yeah. I said that the, oh, he's saying that, um, so we didn't say this. We didn't, I, if this is correct, then we didn't get it right. Uh, mm-hmm. I was saying that it's like, uh, uh, G sync, um, where, yeah. the, where the device will match the monitor's refresh rate. Uh, he's saying that it's the opposite. The TV will adapt to the frame rate of the console to lower screen tearing, which doesn't make any sense because most TVs are a lower frame rate than 
a device like this high-powered console is going to be. Right. Like, do you have a 120 heart refresh rate TV? Probably not. Probably not. A lot of TVs will max out at 60, and even some of the cheaper ones will have some BS version of like higher frame rate. Yeah. That's a yeah. weird that's a weird thing. You know what? I don't even buy it. I'm going to google it. I don't even believe this it, person. It, I know Polygon just had an article about like the specs needed for TVs if you're going to play PS5 or Series X stuff. It's it's more complicated than it needs to be. Playing a video game used to just be plug it into your TV and go. Now you have to do so many different settings to your TV. You have to make sure you have the right TV. It's insane. Like it's it's becoming. It's like it's like being a PC gamer where you have to you know make sure everything's calibrated properly. You have to have the right hardware to play the software. Or or you can just get whatever the hell TV you want and just have a fine time. Yeah, you won't have yeah. the max time, but you will have just a fine time. I'm gonna have a fine time with my TVs. According to the PC Gaming Wiki, that's right, there's a wiki. Yeah, of course. Variable refresh rate, VRR, sometimes also called dynamic refresh rate, a DRR, also not to be confused with DDR, which is a great game, refers to technologies that enables dynamic refresh rates for monitors where the refresh rate of the monitor is continuously synced to the output rate of the content being displayed. This avoids any screen tearing, at least in the supported range, while also lowers power consumption as the monitor does not need to refresh as at its highest supported rate while displaying content below that. So he was right. Why wouldn't they do it the other way around? Why wouldn't they do the console? Well, I guess they just wanted to be as high powered as possible. Yeah. All right. We were corrected. Yes. And he actually gave us information. Uh, EOS Related says, all that power and Madden is still going to be the effing same. Yeah. So always not wrong. (laughs) DRM Sparkle says, I feel like y'all purposely say dumb and incorrect stuff just so Super Chats can correct you. Oh, no. He he found us out. He found us out. We love money. And that's how we get it here. We act dumb. Uh... Again, what did we? It was that. Was it just the refresh rate thing? <laughs> just some guy without a mustache says it reminds me of the Mac Pro's cheese grater-like design. The, I guess the top of the Xbox Series X. Yeah, it does kind of look like that. Is cheese grater esque? Uh huh. I think it's kind of nice. It's a weird shape, but it's kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, that's it. Now we're in the chat with you people. Yes. Oh, it is late. We got to yeah. power through this. Uh. Danaru says, I beat Kirby with Joy-Cons. Now they're just Mario Party shakers. Kirby is not a... I would be bragging about that. Yeah. Um, Cat killed Curiosity. What are the chances of earlier uh, Red Dead Redemption games being ported to Switch? Could it handle them? I don't want to say zero, uh, but I think it's unlikely that Rockstar is going to port Yeah. It, it, can, it can handle... Red Dead Revolver and the first Red Dead Redemption, but they're really Rockstar is very weird with that game because they, they never ported the first one to PC or yeah. anything else. And that's something that makes me think that they won't do it under the Switch because yeah, not only are they just coy with friggin' uh, porting it anywhere, but I feel like if it's optimized for Xbox 360 and PS3, it's I think it needs to be optimized. They're going to put the PC version on the Switch. 
and there is no PC version. Yeah, because the PC version would be would work on low powered machines, and mm-hmm. uh, there is none. So I think that it just it's gonna be it would be way too hard for them to do and not worth it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could do it, um, but they're just really really weird when it comes to that game. Um, right. I would be more surprised, you know, I would more expect Grand Theft Auto V to come to the Switch. In fact, I'm surprised they haven't put it on there already. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised too. Yeah. Ouija uh, says, was PAX East everything and a bag of potato chips or nah? PAX East was awesome. I had a really great time. Uh, PAX East is always my favorite convention to go to. And it keeps topping itself every year. It was uh, great. If we do it right next year, Toy Fair might be my favorite. You had a good time at Toy Fair. I had a very good time at Toy Fair. It was Fair. good. Toy Fair was good. Yeah, yeah we need to... Well, we now we know what right we're going to do. I was watching um, Toy Galaxy. It's a YouTube channel. I follow. They talk about toys. Um, he had the same problem. We This was his second year mm. going. And his first year, same problem as us. <laughs> well, next year, let's make some videos for you while yeah. we're there. Yes. That would be good. And I'm going to become best friends with Todd McFarlane this time. Uh, no one talk about my impression of him. Hyrule Champ. Uh, Bob Will, how come Link's Awakening didn't get a mention on the timeline? Also, we need another duck hunt. True. I forgot about Link's Awakening. I just well, Link's forgot. A- you know what I did? I went through all of my videos from the past year and took out notable things. And I didn't make yeah. a video for when Link's Awakening launched. Um... Would you consider Link's Awakening though like a milestone game for the Switch? I don't know. Like it should have been. It was a first party title and it sold really well and it's a really yeah. good game. But uh yeah, it's it's not as big of a milestone as the other stuff that we mentioned. Yeah. But no, it was great and uh deserves to be up there. I just straight up forgot. Also, yeah, it didn't really shake things up on the Switch, you know? Like yeah. The other games shaked things up. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Saiyan 7 says, Bob, I don't remember. How were those everything prison ships for like 15 bucks? <laughs> Do you know about this? Yeah, I was there with you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were good. What are they called? I think they were called like everything chips or something. I'm going to go through my Amazon history. All right, you do that. I did get them on uh, Amazon, I think. Um, I had one and I lost it. Where are you? Well, uh, I I needed to meet uh, an Amazon fresh quota. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's free delivery if you have uh uh if you spend fifty dollars. Okay. Um. So, I wanted to get paper towel. Uh, no, I'm sorry, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I didn't want to carry it home, so I was like, I'll just get it delivered. Uh, so I added it to my cart and then I got a bunch of other crap because, uh, I needed to fit the $50 quota and then I got it and it came to my house and I realized I never actually ordered the toilet paper. So I did all of that and spent $50 in groceries for absolutely no reason. The chips were called the whole shebang. That was it. They're on Amazon for 15 bucks. And you know what? Don't spend 15 bucks on it. But if you do use our Amazon affiliate link. Yes uh xavier mayor hey will do you only review comic and video game movies or just whatever is contemporary uh well here we primarily focus on nerd movies like your comic book movies your video game movies stuff like that um if i see 
a good movie that I want to recommend. I will bring it up here and talk about how great it is um, or how bad it is. Like I recently saw the Lion King remake, the live action one. It's fine. <laughs> it's a wasted $200 million, but it was, it was fine. Wouldn't you like to just waste $200 million? I know, right? Just light it on fire. Um, it was better than the Aladdin remake, though. I will give them that. It was like so much better than the Aladdin remake. Joe Ayers um, says, "Thanks for posting the picture of that Lord Conti figure. I've been wanting, waiting years to get that one. To get one of those. Is that you? It might have been me. I'm oh. an I'm an Instagram. I I do action figure posts on Instagram now. Uh, <laughs> Instagram.com/slash Will Wolf. Damn it. Yes. Um, oh no, that was me. Oh yeah, it was you. I didn't know that's the name of the guy from Fooly Cooly. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was on the Wolf Den account." Instagram.com slash the Wolfden because we can't get the URL that's just yeah. Wolfden. I didn't know that was his name. Uh are we done? Yeah, we're we're done. Do you have anything else you'd like to see over here? Uh no. I just want to see everybody have a good time. You know, same, man. Yeah. Same thing. Guys, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night right here at youtube.com slash Wolf Den at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you just want to watch a little bit of Wolf Den Live, maybe you want to send a specific clip over to your buddies and head on over to Wolf Den Clips where our good friend, good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down into bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. One day when I get the drum pad hooked up, I'm going to do one of those like jazz drum sequences <laughs> to you doing that because I got the rhythm down. Nice. Um, uh, after 200 episodes. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I don't stutter when you, do, when you do it and I get the, the, the exact wording correct. My favorite one of those ever is somebody did jazz drumming to Boone Hauer from yes. King of the Hill. He's very Laugh rhythmic. Every time. I should have said this before you did the spiel. Cause now a yeah. bunch of people probably clicked off, but I'm going to be severely limiting the amount of Twitch streams that I do and gameplay streams. Uh, no more Sunday streams. I'm calling it now. I've been saying I'm gonna do it now. I've been saying it for a while. Then I'm gonna do an announcement. Uh huh. But I'm not doing the Sunday streams anymore because uh, I go home and see the family. Hey. And it's too much of a pain in the ass to have to rush back to do a freaking stream. Yeah. Uh, also, they don't do that. It's they probably hurt the channel more than they help. <laughs> so uh, I'm still gonna stream on Twitch, new games, and whenever the hell I feel like it. But I'm going to try to focus on making more videos and spending more time on videos because that is the bread and butter. Mm -hmm. And it's where my time should be. Also, I need to be less stressed because of my eczema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all for being here. And we'll see you all later. Maybe on twitch.tv slash wolf. Then you'll never know. Oh, there's going to be a new video probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, goodbye. Bye.